I would like to take the beginning portion of this podcast to mention the tragedy at the University of Virginia. If you didn't hear, there was a shooting on the Virginia campus that involved the deaths of three UVA football players and the injuries of two other students. Authorities believe they have caught the perpetrator, but we will not be calling any attention to them and hope and expect that they will be given the justice they deserve. The three students that died were Devin Chandler, Lavelle Davis Jr., and Deshaun Perry. To their families and anyone that was affected by this horrible tragedy, we want to offer our deepest condolences. This is something that nobody should have to go through and we cannot express how sorry we are. Furthermore, I was unable to identify or find the identity of the two other students that were injured. But to their families, I want to offer our thoughts and prayers and we wish for the quickest and healthiest of recoveries. Ryan, Robbie, if you will, you two take a moment of silence with me to honor and commemorate the memories of Devin Chandler, Lavelle Davis Jr., and Deshaun Perry. Thank you, guys. First um, podcast topic of the day, uh, obviously coming up is the U.S. or the U.S. Excuse me, the World Cup, soccer World Cup, or football as it's known across uh, no most of the world, uh, and obviously the group stage is coming up. <laughs> obviously, the group stage is coming up in this next week. Football, uh, and I can. There's a lot of matchups, but I think I'll, I'll just read them, read them down quickly, and then we can just go from there. See, see what our overall thoughts are on on this, because obviously this is a a massive event, uh, and so yeah, I'll, I'll read down some of the matchups. Tell me if you, if you hear anything interesting. Uh, so Sunday, November twentieth is the first game. Uh, I, I literally never know how people fully pronounce this. Is it like Qatar? Like, is that how most yeah, people I've say it? Cutter, I've, I've heard, heard Cutter. Heard yeah. Cutter. I, I honestly have no idea. I always say Qatar. Yeah. All right. We got Qatar versus Qatar for continuity's sake. Yeah. Qatar versus Ecuador, 11 a.m. Sunday. We have uh, on Monday, we have England versus Iran, Senegal versus the Netherlands, and uh, United States versus Wales. I cannot <laughs> wait to be irrationally Monday. angry. <laughs> 2, 2 p.m. on Monday. So make I, sure I you haven't play watched in. an international game for like two years, and I'm going to be screaming at my television. Oh, yeah, 100%. You, you haven't been watching the Nations Cup and the Gold Cup, both of which we won in the last like year and a half? We're fucking ass. We're somehow it, not going to get out of this group. We literally, we literally won the last two major tournaments. The Concacaf had. So we're we're seriously not going to get out of this group. Oh, 100 percent. Also, I'm, I want to put money on Costa Rica because they're long odds to win. But anyways, continue. So, I mean, five bucks on it. What's, there's no harm in it. And if they win, you you get money. I mean, uh, Tuesday we have also, oh, go ahead. Costa Rica is like the fourth best team in in our region. So no, that's correct. And they're also in the group of. Spain, like the buddy, like it's, Brazil. Like, I think it's it's like a fucking like Spain death group. and Germany or somebody like that. It's like it's fucking, something ridiculous. It's a I think death it's a, group. Aren't I think it's France? Like two of the two last World Cup winners are in the same group. I think. Yeah, it's like correct. France and Germany. I think it, they're in the same. It, it's it's fucking hysterical. I, there's Costa Rica's gonna get run through. <laughs> Just like all your exes. All right, moving on. Number Tuesday. <laughs> In Germany, Japan, Costa Rica, by the way. Hey, yo, that was so much friendly fire. Yeah, I, I, I'm not too not too thrilled about that one. You also, didn't, you didn't like that one. <laughs> On Tuesday, we have Argentina versus Saudi Arabia. We have Denmark versus uh, Denmark versus Tunisia. 
Mexico versus Poland, France versus Australia. Wednesday, we have Morocco versus Croatia, Germany versus Japan, Spain versus Costa Rica, and Belgium versus Canada. And on Thursday, Switzerland versus Cameroon, Uruguay uh, versus South Korea, Portugal versus Ghana, Brazil versus Serbia. Friday is Wales versus Iran, uh, Qatar versus Senegal, Netherlands versus Ecuador, England versus the United States. Big 1776 rematch, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, we, I'm we just saying we're one and zero right now, so I think I think <laughs> we we own those the beans for breakfast, looking ass fuckers. We own imagine, the imagine fighting in a war and thinking you should wear red. What a stupid <laughs> ass! Like, imagine, imagine being in 1776. You're like, you know, what we should wear in the middle of this wide ass open field, so everyone can see us is fucking red. What a bunch of idiots! We're gonna clap those cheeks. <laughs> whoa, Easy. Whoa. Saturday with Tunisia versus Australia, Poland versus Saudi Arabia, France versus Denmark, Argentina versus Mexico, uh, and then Sunday, Japan versus Costa Rica, Belgium versus Morocco, Croatia versus Canada, Spain versus Germany. Monday, it, holy crap. Okay, you Monday. To, you don't have to do all that. No, you know why you're no. reading every uh, game right now. There's no chance. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm dedicated now. No, I'm too far in. It's just. Uh, so Monday is Cameroon versus Serbia, South Korea versus Ghana, Brazil versus Switzerland, Portugal versus Uruguay, Tuesday, Netherlands, Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, Wales, England, Iran, United States, Wednesday, Tunisia, France, Australia versus Denmark, Poland versus Argentina, Saudi Arabia versus Mexico, Thursday, Croatia versus Belgium, Canada versus Morocco, Japan versus Spain, Costa Rica versus Germany, and then the last one, Friday, South Korea versus Portugal, Ghana versus Uruguay, Cameroon versus Brazil, and Serbia versus Switzerland will round off uh, the first round. Portugal and then, will be a good one. And they will head into the round of 16. Any, 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 anyone have any surprise teams that they think are going to make it out of the group stage? There's always some. The U.S. That's, it, we're not, that's not a surprise. We're favored to make it out. Yeah, yeah, However, yeah. Uh, I, I understand having no faith in the United States soccer team. No also, we, we have a couple guys that are like injured that like might be back. and mm-hmm. like it, yeah. it'll, it'll be interesting. What are, uh, what are Senegal's odds? I like a Senegal. I don't know, as good uh, as some of the human right violation odds that Qatar had trying to build this these fucking stadiums. Balance. Like fifteen thousand people died. But yeah. we, you know, we're just not they, gonna talk They also about spent that. like four times any other country has ever spent to host a World Cup. Mm. They spent some absurd amount of money to host the World Cup, even more than like Russia or Brazil did like a couple years ago. So Yeah. So Yeah. But FIFA got that paycheck, and that's all they really care about. Oh, yeah, 100%. Do you guys see the uh, video of the uh, comedian that got arrested for crashing one of the FIFA uh, conventions and throwing money at the commissioner of FIFA and saying thank you for um, voting for North Korea's bid for 2026? He just, like, threw money at him. And he, like, turned to the camera and started talking about how this joint venture between FIFA and North Korea. It was... (laughs) In both interest, best interest for both uh, organizations had nothing to do with financial gain. Like threw money at them. Did you guys see that the uh, Qatar government said that they will arrest people if you have yep. um, sex outside of marriage? Because that's you know not also like a- any examples of homosexuality. Yes. Nice. Yeah. So. <sighs> There's so going to be a lot the of stuff that comes out of this, yeah. and it's it, people are people do not, re, especially United States people that are going to Qatar. They're going to have to be fucking careful. Like mm-hmm. it is a completely different world and country with different customs and rules. Like people are going to are going to be typical typical Americans and act like we're the only people that matter and go over there and get themselves in a fuck ton of trouble. 
Okay, let's not act like European soccer fans aren't going to do the same thing. Oh, I know, like, I know. I, we're I, like we're. I know we're annoying people. Americans, but Europeans. Yeah, it's fair. European <laughs> soccer fans also just do whatever they want. So yeah, I, I don't think this would be a very fun World Cup to visit. So no, I, I think no, you know, I I have no interest. Even if I have the financial ability to go to this one, I think what the next one's in the U.S. Right, twenty twenty six. U.S., Mexico, and Canada. Yeah, I I will be spending probably a lot of money to go to some of those games. Yeah, I, I hope that I'm still in Atlanta because they're hosting it in Atlanta. Like, I, I don't even care who's playing. I would just go. Like yeah, I wouldn't. We even I think we read it. the the stadiums mm-hmm. that they'd be it played at a few really, podcasts ago. You're playing in like Kansas City? Like yeah, there's really a ton. Like, so tra- like, like random ones in there. So like 95% of Americans should be like two or three hours from yep. a stadium where a game is being played. at. And I would recommend like these are, you know, events that you should go to. If you're a sporting fan, like an international sporting fan, if you could afford to, it's kind of like the Olympics, right? Like if you're close, yeah. you should, you should go. Like that's just yep. something you want to see. So percent very nice uh so yeah as we said the world cup will start uh next week and all of us will be parked on our couches uh watching excitedly us versus wales uh moving that on in red zone right there just you know <laughs> no it's not on, on sunday oh no shit that, it's that's on monday, monday oh, like that's 1 p.m our game is sunday that's right yeah what time is the england game is that like prime time that'd be kind of hype on a friday the u.s england game yeah that, that one friday before iron bowl it's too- Yes, it is. Yeah, it's yeah, 2, 2 p.m. It's, it's going to be 1 p.m. Okay. Central. Black, Black Friday at 2 I will not be on a plane. That's awesome. And we're going to clap the Brits' cheeks. Uh, but yeah, yeah that <laughs> that's all we can say about uh, the be soccer next. or the football at the moment. Uh, you know what? Let, let's just roll on with that. Let's just go into the Premier League standings. Usually we leave it to the end, but I think that makes sense to go from, you know, the one soccer to the next soccer kind of thing. Uh, so currently, I can't wait for us to have absolutely no insight into this as per usual. That's correct. <laughs> we just got we got to go down the list. I mean, it's 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 a tradition at this point. Um, Arsenal still sits atop the league. They are having an incredible season. Twelve one and one with a goal difference. Twenty one Savage will be happy. Yeah, you see in, in the most recent album, he's talking about the Gunners. You know, he wants to see the Gunners in the Premier League, and maybe maybe this will be his maybe, year. You know, maybe it will. Had a very successful album, and he might be able to see his team win the uh, Premier League. So very true. Uh, and then Man City still sits at number two with a ten two and two record. Newcastle is at an eight six and one. So there's a pretty drastic drop off from like one to three. Um, it's four yeah. wins, which is which is pretty big in terms of a, a season that's what thirty something games. I mean, that's that's pretty yeah, big we, at this point in the year. Yeah, we about halfway through. Yeah, it's yeah, it's about halfway. Uh, and then Newcastle sits at uh, third, eight, six, and one, and then Tottenham at nine, two, and four, and then Man United sits right outside at eight, two, and four. Robbie, your Brentford bees are still in in that ten spot, four, seven, and four. So uh, you know they're they're doing all right. They're 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 not too bad, not not too good. Um, literally like an even. They're four, seven, and four, four wins, seven draws, four. They just they just tie with everybody, I guess. I don't know. Um, and then the relegation zone is kind of, I haven't seen these teams move, uh, since like the beginning of the year. It looks like it might be solidifying, uh, but Everton is barely just above these teams, but not in four is at 18 Southampton at 19 and Wolves at 20. Um, yeah, they better, they better start winning some games or they're going to be uh, relegated. Can I do a, can I do a live update on the pod right now? Oh, something completely unrelated. CFP rankings. The CFP rankings have just dropped. You guys ready? Of course. Boy, live reaction. Uh, and number one, absolutely no surprise, the Georgia Bulldogs. 
Number two, we have the Ohio State Buckeyes. Number yes. three, the Michigan Wolverines setting up for the big game, two versus three, here in just a few weeks. Man, Fox um, TCU. Be ripped up for that noon kick. Oh, uh, big noon kickoff. Let's go. Big noon kick. uh, the TCU Horn Frogs are at number four. The Tennessee Volunteers at number five. The LSU yeah. Tigers have moved all the yeah. way up to number six. Uh-huh. The USC Trojans at number seven. And the Alabama Crimson Tide at number eight. Where's uh, where did Oklahoma State fall on that, Rob? Twenty-five. Uh, I, I don't care. Uh, no, Ble- believe don't care. Didn't ask. Plus, and W H O Omega. They're at number twenty-two, Connor. They're right above the Oregon State Beavers. Two OSU teams back to back. There, that's, <laughs> that's kind of funny. I cannot. Yes, sir. I mean, Oregon we, Black OSU. We had a six-point win, and they still they put it against Iowa State at home, and they still put us. Oh man! So we got. For those who keep track at home, that's four SEC teams in the top eight. So yeah. if you thought there was any way the committee was not going to do SEC teams this year, you're, you're probably wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah. You're wrong. Yeah. They will find a way. They will find a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you guys better hope for if – you, if you're a non-SEC fan, you better hope that TCU wins out because there is an uncomfortably reasonable chance – that if LSU beats Georgia in the SEC championship game, you could see like, and TCU loses, you could see winner of Ohio State, Michigan, Tennessee, LSU, Georgia. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that that is like feasible at this point. Yeah, so let's say we get to the end, and let's say you no know, Georgia beats LSU, well, Ohio State beats Michigan and wins the Big Twelve or Big Ten. I feel like that's the most likely outcome. Yeah, and then TCU goes undefeated. So those three teams mm-hmm. in my mind would be locked in for sure, yeah. right? So what do you do yep. with a one-loss Tennessee, a one-loss USC that wins the Pac-12? And keep in mind, for USC to have one loss, the next three weeks they would have to beat UCLA, Notre Dame, and Oregon. That's three sure. top 25 wins in three straight weeks. Do you put in Tennessee that, or USC? And that's the reason USC hasn't gotten much headlines, because they haven't played the meat of their schedule yet. And most people no. are expecting them to lose, like, one of those games. I, I right? would be shocked for them to win all three. But I, UCLA didn't I look great too. last week. They lost to Arizona. A week ago, I mean, obviously they'll be fired up, but it didn't look great, you know, against sure. one of the worst teams in the Pac-12. And if TCU loses like one of those games before the Big 12 championship because they're automatically in the Big 12 championship, like you still have to have them in the conversation as well, even though I, it's a later season loss. So people yeah. are going to be like, yeah, they're fucking, you know, they lost it. But yeah, I, I think TCU, I think, has to win out as unfair as that is. I don't think there's any way they get it if they don't win out. Agreed. Um, but yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to round to round off the uh, the the soccer stuff real quick i mean go back to college football because i I had no headlines but we can just go straight into that uh but so actually i saw this earlier on espn uh apparently the currently cristiano ronaldo plays for man united and apparently the manager has asked the owner to not let him play anymore because he's so like tired of his attitude and he's apparently he's a, a locker room cancer and you know you know one of the arguably the greatest player of all time having this kind of effect on a team is just like I don't know if I've heard of something like this before, where the where the manager is at a point where he's like, "I get him off the team." I don't think Ronaldo's really been liked by any teammates anywhere he's been, because I think he is really arrogant and obviously yeah. like he's really good and can back it up. So I think they ignore it, but like, I don't know. I've never gotten the sense watching Ronaldo that anyone particularly liked him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I would agree with that. I mean, it's it's just interesting. Obviously, he's not. At, I think he still kind of acts like he's at his peak when being thirty eight. It's almost impossible to be at your peak unless you're LeBron James. Yeah. It's almost impossible to be <laughs> at your peak. 
Um, but so yeah, so that's kind of an interesting transgression that we we will uh, keep you updated on. But yeah, we can just go into go right back into college football as we just announced the CFP rankings just dropped. We're recording this on Tuesday, November fifteenth. Uh, uh, so that just dropped. Uh, and so yeah, we can so go I'm, through sorry, uh, another team. I'm going to drop into our scenario here. So we have one loss Tennessee, one loss USC, and don't forget Clemson still only has one loss. Yep. Clemson. My, lost I, I to Notre talking, Dame in relatively embarrassing fashion. And what I was going to say is I think you'd have to put USC in over Clemson because they would have beat Notre Dame. Yeah, they, they, currently, they recently, currently have that. Yeah. yeah. Nope. If, I think if USC wins out, they get in over Clemson. But then I don't know what you do with USC, Tennessee. I think you should put USC in, but. That'd be interesting. It, it, again, it goes to the whole thing about the 14 playoffs. Excuse me. How much do they hold a conference championship mm-hmm. in that scope of work, yeah. right? You know, Tennessee has looked the most impressive, as I think we can all agree, out of all those teams, has some of the biggest wins. Yeah, they're um, going to have two top 10 wins in the season. Right. So it, it is. And as we see with how the rankings are being held right now, they they rank Tennessee the highest out of mm-hmm. all these teams. Obviously, USC is right on that door with more impressive games to come, too. So I really think it's going to come down to USC, Tennessee, if TCU does lose. I, I think there would be absolute hellfire if TCU wins out and the committee holds them out. Oh, I yeah, don't 100%. think that's possible. Uh, yeah, no way. That that that's like suicide by them, and like people mm-hmm. would just stay like get rid of the go back to the BCS at this point if, it, if that's what we're right. gonna do. So, yeah. But we we got a fun next couple weeks, and then championship Sunday. It'll all come down to championship Sunday. Yeah. Or, uh, and you know, so. we, we do this exercise every year, like, well, what if all these yeah, things happen? They have to choose between these four teams, and it always works itself out to, like, where there's, there, I think there's probably been a couple years where there's a debate, but usually you know what the four teams are going to be going into. Yeah, stuff. I distinctly remember one year, I think Penn State got held out at five. I think. Or is they, the T, also the TCU-Baylor year, where the Big 12 didn't have a championship, yep. and they went, like, they were five and oh, six, yeah. I think, and neither of them got it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was the very first year. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess at this point, I think we're all happy that they're expanding to twelve teams as opposed to four, because obviously four creates a uh, a lot of issues uh, in twelve teams, which will still continue. There will still be teams that are on thirteen and fourteen, like oh, how did we not get in or whatever. Um, yeah. But it's it'll be less complaining, I feel like, because the teams but, that yeah, feel like also, they should make it will make it. But it also like sets up like if you win your conference, you're in with twelve teams, yeah. which is really how it should be. If you win your mm-hmm. conference, you really should have a chance. Play. yeah i agree um, so I, I don't think there'll be as much complaining because you had you had the chance right like mm-hmm. t like if tcu wins out goes undefeated and they'll make the playoff then they started the season with no chance to make the playoff but mm-hmm. that won't be the case under the 12th system is start of the season everyone has a chance to make the playoff and mm-hmm. that'll be the difference so yeah so i'm going to run down the, the week real quick some of the most interesting matchups this was a match or this was a week with not a lot of uh, ranked on range ranked matchups uh, but there were a few that were that were interesting to point out uh, one one that was um, a low scoring affair. LSU barely sneaks past Arkansas at Arkansas, thirteen to ten. Um, but as Robbie said, they did retain their top ten spot at number six. Uh, was it was this a surprise to you? I mean, I think I think Arkansas honestly has yes. disappointed this season, but I don't think they're like I, I never thought they were a terrible team. And Arkansas didn't have their quarterback. No, I don't Jefferson was like if, if Arkansas has their quarterback at home, Arkansas probably wins this game. Yeah. Like D- LSU's offense look completely different from the offense that the, we saw against us and that mm-hmm. might be just because we're ass also that we get everyone's best game but like 
LSU's defense 100% won them that game, and it's not even yeah, close. And the, the backup quarterback for Arkansas was abysmal. They brought in the third string guy, and he looked a lot better. Yeah. But the, the backup was just not good. It, was, it was, saw, was a rough think, offensive day for that game. Yeah. Ryan and I saw like the end of the first half and then watched most of the second half, and it was, it was a tough game to watch. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, moving on from that, Notre Dame barely squeaks past Navy with a 35 to 32 victory. Uh, we have Purdue, the spoiler makers, not even at home, away beating Illinois 24 or excuse me, 31 to 24. I mean, yeah. Purdue, Purdue's gonna get you, man. Purdue is just drop, drop them team. for the rankings. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ten West is a mess right oh, now. Iowa so still bad. might make the Big Ten championship game. By the way. The Big Ten West has been a mess since week four. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, like, it looked like for a little bit there, Illinois was going to be able to, like, pull away and win it, but they've lost their last two weeks now, I think. Yeah. God, loves chaos. Just just for all of our our fans listening, if we want to give a quick rundown of the current standings in the Big Big Ten West, we have Purdue, Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Mm -hmm. all sitting at four and three. Correct. With Nebraska at three and four, Nebraska still has a shot to win the Big Ten yeah. West, depending on tiebreakers and, and <laughs> if Nebraska pay, plays any of these guys like on like head on. I don't I don't know, but dude, yeah, if Nebraska makes the Big Ten championship after Scott yeah. Frost you left. The, you did the <laughs> absolute honor of getting. The break speed off me by Michigan or Ohio State. <laughs> you, you made the championship. Pleasure, that's gonna be. Yeah. yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I, I, I always won three straight. They're sitting at six and four, four and three in conference. You know, man, would I love to see Iowa lose by 50 in a big 10 championship game? Man, I would love to see how many points Iowa's defense can score in the big oh, 10 yeah, championship yeah. game because four of those. That's yeah, not going to be the offense. Uh, but yeah, yeah. M- moving on from that. Um, hey Ryan, how how are your how are your Wildcats doing? How are your Kentucky you know, Wildcats doing? Bit of a free fall, uh, I think is the nicest way to put it. At this Vanderbilt. Um, they first, lost first to Vandy Vanderbilt in 2019. And and what's wild is they're still the third ranked, they're the third best team <laughs> in the SEC East. <laughs> They, Florida's three and four in conference. So are the Gamecocks. Mizzou is two and five, and Mizzou seems to only give like good teams a run for their money. And yeah, yeah Vandy sitting at that beautiful one and five in conference. Anchors good down, baby. Anchors down. Good for them. Have, Robbie, have you seen Vandy's Twitter account? No, it's it is so funny. Who were they? Tw- they were chirping at last year. Uh, Tennessee fans. Oh, it was so funny. Uh, they they were like times that Tennessee has lost to Alabama. It was like hundred like Vanderbilt was like three. So funny. Can, can we can we just discuss like this dream that I have in the last week of this college football season that Vanderbilt knocks off the Tennessee Volunteers? Could you imagine, imagine how imagine. that would be? Could you imagine the meltdown in Knoxville if they lost to Vanderbilt in the last game of this year? It'd be incredible. I would not be able to take my eyes away from it. Oh no! I would that that right there would make the entire and you know this is some petty shit that usually like people that hate Alabama say, but that would make my season. I don't care yeah. that we don't make 100%. the CFP. Don't yeah. care. Just seeing we, that agony after that scene after they beat us in Neyland, I I would yeah. We 
that would give us a chance to make the CFP as crazy as that sounds. That no, there's I, I yes. don't, don't give there's no reason we should have a pipe dream. We've I, lost two I, we've lost two games. I'm I'm just telling you because if that knocks Tennessee out, well it's I mean LSD's probably gonna lose to Georgia. I think that knocks them back behind us again. If USC loses, if TCU maybe loses a game, then all of a sudden you're looking at Alabama like number five in the CFP. I mean, I know that the CFP loves us, you, but are we come putting, on. Are we putting Alabama above a one loss Big Twelve champion? Yes. I don't know this season. I don't know this season. Keep in keep in mind that Alabama's two losses would be the top ten so, teams yeah, by combined to, four to, points. To be fair, the Let's Big Twelve not, has not been great this year. No, they've cannibalized themselves. Yeah, too, it's it's late. pretty bad. I'm not I'm not gonna cap. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm like I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong, but I'm telling you the committee would absolutely. I do see. That. What you, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, but yeah, moving on from that. Speaking of Alabama, Alabama pulling it out against former offensive coordinator Lane Kiffin at uh, at Ole Miss. A, li- a little bit of a nail biter. Uh, Thirty another, to twenty. Another struggle win. <laughs> Alabama struggle. could be fucking five and five this year. If but, things go yeah. terribly, we could be five and five. I was talking with mom and dad, and I was like, "What if like Alabama loses again, and then somehow Oklahoma State and Alabama play each other in a bowl game?" <laughs> You guys would have to go. You guys, oh yeah, you have to yeah, drop yeah. and go to wherever it is. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I have to um, go anyways because I'm in the band. But yeah, they would have to. Uh, that's that's a good point. Yeah, that's a very, <laughs> yes. very good point. Yeah. What were you saying, Rob? What, what did y'all think of this game? I mean, obviously this was a, a, a uncomfortably close. Uh, we were down majority of it. Um, mm-hmm. I liked. I was worried after the LSU game that we would not have the resiliency but it i mean we were down until the third quarter i think or maybe yeah. even the early fourth so it was good to see us fight a little bit even mm-hmm. though we most likely have nothing to play for in our minds and nothing to play for is not making the cfp obviously like a birth of the fucking sugar bowl is still potentially on the line so yeah I, i'm glad i'm glad we came back against a good opponent you know lane obviously wants that win against nick like all yeah. the all the coaches in in Oxford too another really tough away game we've had a lot of those just this year just it was good to get good to get this one yeah get this you one guys sure. see so you remember last year when Kiffin was like get the popcorn ready and then like we blew the brakes off them in Tuscaloosa <laughs> yes did you see that like at the beginning of the game they did like one of those like little cutscene things where it was like him throwing popcorn at the camera which I thought was kind of a funny <laughs> that, like that callback to last year. Say what you will about Kiffin, but pretty pretty good sport when it comes to You that mean kind of thing. the next coach of Alabama? Oh, there's a take. Um, Imagine saying you wouldn't be upset about Lane Kiffin being our next coach like five years ago. Yeah, Someone y'all hated he, him, dude. I remember the bubble he, screen he, slander he, was crazy. He is the shining star of the Saban coach rehabilitation program. Yeah, because Sark has been lacking lately. Mostly it's because of his like maturity. It, like he's grown up just a lot. And you know, he yeah. does like the, the shit that Robbie was talking about with the popcorn and stuff, but a lot of that's in much more good natured fun. Yes. And and is much better received now. Like he's not just coming he out and being an asshole about it now. He'll still be like a troll occasionally, like say things, but like yeah. it's like he's a good sport about it. And like I don't think he's doing it just to be like an asshole anymore, which is what he did yeah. a while ago. Oh, this fans day, love so. him. Almost like yeah. would really he fits not, their culture really go. well. He, he mm-hmm. fits their culture really well for like what else, where what Ole Miss needs in a coach. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, moving on from that, we have another team that's been up and down in the rankings. NC State losing to Boston College by one point, point. Uh, and I'm sure yeah, they. Bad. Would. 
that, that was an 18 point favorite loss yeah, right there that's uh that's three and that seven was, boston college by the way or going two and seven going boston into college boston college's first win against a ranked opponent since 2014 when they beat the usc trojans in chestnut hill i was there actually fun fact um but yeah they're huge good fact. for bc i guess Huge fact. Robbie with the facts, yeah. Um, continuing on, a, a little bit of a heartbreaker, I won't lie, uh, even though it's good for the Big 12 because they're coming in, but UCF taken down at Tulane, 38-31. to 31. I, I think a lot of people across the country were rooting for Tulane to just keep going and, and keep winning, but they ran into Great, the brick wall that is UCF. matchup for AAC. You love yeah. seeing ranked matchups in the group and, of five. And not even Cincinnati involved. It was two yeah. other yeah. teams. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very much so. Very cool to see. Uh, and then probably, is this the biggest, I'm trying to say, is this a big, yeah, I think this is, uh, other than UCLA maybe, but one of the biggest upsets of the week, uh, Washington beating Oregon 37 to 34 at Oregon. Bo Nix was not, was not enough to pull this one out, even though he has honestly been, I mean, Heisman level. I, I think that's not a, a hot take at all at this point. Um, but yeah, Washington just pulls it up. They improve to an eight and two and obviously Oregon, uh, most likely, or probably doesn't have any chance at the CFP at this point. Um, but yeah, yeah. No. Um, in, in, in the Eugene. words of Robert, yeah, in the words of Robert Griffin the third, a big Penix energy from uh, the Huskies. Really, the yeah. uh, Penix played really well and did enough at the end of the game to pull that one out. So mm. shout out RG, best best know. broadcaster on ESPN by the way. I don't Ooh, think there's it's that the best college they have. I swear he's actually like entertaining. He's gotten a lot better. He he was yeah, a little yeah. rough when he started out, but he's gotten a lot more but, like of his personality to come through. Yeah, and you can tell like he doesn't take it like as seriously as a lot of other guys do, yeah. which I think is a breath of fresh air that you know he'll still yeah. make jokes like that on live television, which you I don't know, like Pat I'm McAfee. Sure yeah. And yeah, yeah, I think he's been a great the NFL. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um what do you what would you think of a, obviously he does pro and he does college, but what would you think of a uh, Tony Romo RG three commentary booth? Probably not the best just because like I, Romo hasn't, yeah, Romo hasn't done the play-by-play yet, and mm-hmm. I would much rather have R- Romo as the color than the play-by-play. Agree. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I don't think RG three. I mean, I think RG three could do it, but the reason we like those guys so much is because their ability to do the color. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like and, and kind yeah. of throw in their little. I'd be yeah, interested you know, to hear Romo in a play-by-play. I don't think he'd be bad at it at all. I don't think he'd and be I, bad. It's just I think he's better at color. Yeah. But I also think, too, like, you know, sometimes they do where they have, like, two color guys, and I feel like it always feels too crowded. Like, I'd much yeah. rather have the play-by-play guy and the color guy. Yep. See, you say I that, that, but... I think that's all you say that, but then Reggie Miller and Richard Jefferson was one of the, the yeah. best duos hey. in the entire playoffs, because it was just funny, like, from start to finish. Um, um, but I can well, see how that could be Talking about NFL color guys, the worst by far right now oh, is Jonathan Vilma. Jonathan Vilma is atrocious, and every time he like he always gets the Panthers game every single time, uh, that's and every noticed. time he just shits on the Panthers the entire game. Well, and they like, should be shitting. Oh, yeah, are we like, come on now? But but it's just because he's a Saints homer, and he's not afraid to show it. And I don't like it, and he's stupid, and he makes terrible comments, <laughs> and he's stupid. And I hate him. I hate him so much. Oh, well, yeah, honestly, <laughs> Robbie's got he's his uh, favorite uh, color guy. I don't. I don't. I honestly couldn't. Don't know enough. Uh, I mean, my who does Gabe hate? Oh God, what's his name? He's one of the main ones. I mean, Gary Danielson can go like run over yeah, rocks. Like, 
I feel like a lot of people really don't like Troy Aikman too. No, like him and I, Buck. I, I feel like a lot hate, of people don't like him and I Buck. I hate Aikman. Buck's fine. Aikman. Oh, Joe Buck. That Gabe hates Joe Buck. He Buck hates is fine. Joe Buck. I have no issue with Buck. He does a lot of different sports and he's very mid at yeah. all of them, but like I don't hate him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't give you a name for typically, unless they're like really, really bad. I color guys usually don't throw me off too much, but I saw um, PTSD from the Joe Buck call of the we'll see you in. Game seven in St. Louis or whatever after the David Freeze walk off in Game six uh, with the Cardinals versus the Rangers. Yeah, I, I still tough. have nightmares, pain shout and out, suffering. Shout out Nelson Cruz. <laughs> shout out Nelson Cruz. Uh, but yeah, continuing Good on college times. football to uh, finish off the week. TCU beating Texas seventeen to ten. This was a slug. Th- it was three to zero at halftime. This was a defensive TCU. slugfest. TCU doesn't want to win a game by more than ten points. <laughs> They refuse to, but they also can win games in like a variety of ways. Like they've won like a shootout now, and they now all of a sudden they've won this defensive struggle. Like I think it says a lot about how well coached TCU is. They're one of the most adaptive teams that I've seen in in Mm -hmm. a while. It's it's very impressive. I mean, and because like because usually TCU's D line is good, but it was nothing that ever anyone ever pointed out. But this game was all about how good both teams D line d lines mm-hmm. were performing and so it's just etcu adjust to whatever they need to adjust to and they i mean they they really are a second half adjustment team it's pretty incredible i think so is TCU... Quinn Ewers a fraud i don't think he's a fraud he's just this I think first season just blows. yeah <laughs> i mean you're not wrong I, I think tcu is a perfect example of a team that is good enough and has been lucky enough to find themselves in an undefeated position yeah. right mm-hmm. like it takes both Especially when you're not a team that has the talent like in Alabama or Georgia to just like steamroll your opponents. Yeah. It just things have to come together and it seemed to have done that this year for TCU. If you go back and look at some of the preseason odds for TCU to just say win the Big Twelve or be in a Big Twelve championship game, they're astronomical. Yeah. And yeah. they're undefeated. Like, so they, and have, they have a I had the take I had the take and I'll fully put my hands up. I had the take before the season started. I said TCU was gonna be the worst team in the Big Twelve. I remember yeah, saying, I'm going to need to get you, played before. Clip, this clip that. Clip it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you also like would not have been alone in that sentiment. Though. Oh, no. Because nobody thought they were going to be any good. In their right mind. Nobody thought they were going to be any good. So, for, yeah. for those of you at home, TCU has two games left before they, they already locked into the Big 12 championship game, obviously. They have a road trip to Waco next weekend. That game which is looked a lot scary. It looked a lot scary at the beginning of the year, but Baylor is still a solid team. They're still well coached. And then they have Iowa State. Thankfully for TCU, not an Ames. Ah, It is at home in Fort Worth. So no no scary Ames voodoo in the year this year. But, I mean, Iowa State still, you know, them and Purdue love to play spoilers. So I know they'll be up for that game. 100%. Yeah. Score Uh, of TCU's last five games, right? Also 43-40, win in double overtime, 38-28, forty-one thirty-one, 34-24, 17-10, right? So they have been games that they've had to fight the entire way through. Mm -hmm. And I think that bodes well for potentially the postseason. Unfortunately, if it goes chalk, TCU will probably draw Georgia. Not fun, Jim. Not great. That's that's a tough ask. That's a tough ask. That's a really tough ask. Uh, By the way, for the Baylor-TCU game in Waco, um, 10-0 TCU, 6-4 Baylor. It's a a two-and-a-half-point spread in favor of TCU. So a pretty Mm. pretty thin line. Um, A lot of respect going to the Bears, who started playing better as of late. So Kind of a rivalry game, game, I feel like, too. Yeah, Yeah, it's a private school rivalry. 
Yeah. It's a rich kid rivalry. Yeah, rich kid rivalry. Um, just so y'all know, Oklahoma State still has a chance to make the Big 12 championship. K-State has to lose two games, and OSU has to win out. So K-State has to lose out, OSU has to win out. But it is possible for OSU to You don't to want make that. It will not be a double overtime game. Y'all no. get run out of the stadium. What did you say, Rob? Uh, is it pretty much between Oklahoma State and K-State of who plays TCU? Is that yeah. who it's down yes. to pretty yeah. much? Yeah, yeah. So K-State, K-State has West Virginia which next week, which I'm, I don't think they're going to lose. And then they have Kansas, which could be a really good game at the end of the year, especially if West Virginia yeah. it wins next week. I, that could be a huge game, which will be interesting. So K-State says what, one of the next two and they're in. Yes. They have to win one Shout of the next two. Shout out to Nears for beating OU. Fuck OU. We hate them. So, yeah. Let, let me finish off this week, and then we can talk about our picks next week. Uh, and so, like I said, TCU beat Texas. Um, and then the biggest upset of the week, arguably, Arizona, as Robbie mentioned earlier, overtaking UCLA 34-28, to uh, dashing any hopes of uh, anything for, for the uh, Bruins. Anything. <laughs> um, Classic so. Chip Kelly, like, made a loss at the end of the year to, like, completely screw up postseason chances, I feel like. Just... <laughs> Classic, that is classic Chip Kelly. Yep. Yeah, um. So here it is, gentlemen. We got to do the pick 'em. We got to talk about next. Also, week. also a nail biter between Carolina and Wake. Please show respect. And not yeah. thirty six, thirty four, Carolina. Did, did, I say that. Deeks about a tip rough end of the year, but they've they've had a lot of close losses. I mean, oh, they shoot, really should have yeah. beat. Yeah. So Carolina is still theoretically in the playoff hunt if they went out. I don't know. Yeah, they, they, they drop Clemson. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't. I don't think people. I don't think anybody's thinking about North Carolina. But yeah, I guess no. you're right. And they shouldn't be. They're I, not great. They're, they're not. going to beat Clemson. They're yeah. not going to beat Clemson. Oh, I doubt it. Um, but yeah. So the pro. Okay, here's the problem, gentlemen. With this week is, uh, it's the SEC's cupcake week. So they literally just pick ah, a team, yes. a team that they want. Um, what are you so, saying? I'm saying that there's not a lot of not a lot of great games. We have um, the juggernaut Austin P coming in this weekend, Connor. I'm gonna need you to put some respect. That's a seven and three Austin P. Yeah, it's got a good, yeah. good season. Yeah. Um, what are they like the Colonels or something like that? I think I they're the Colonels. Know. And they got worked by somebody <laughs> earlier in the that year that made them seven and three. But for our pick up for our first pick'em game, we're gonna do uh Battle of the Mids. Governors. Uh Battle of the Mids. Battle of the Mids in Norman, Oklahoma. It is Bedlam. It is Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma favored by seven and a half at home. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, seven and a half. So beat up, man. Yeah, but we have Sanders. Sanders is going to play this week. Sanders is going to play this week. They just lost in Morgantown to West Virginia. That's that's correct. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and and we had a comeback. And yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why Battle of the Mids, man. So seven and a half uh, in Norman. Obviously, uh, I'm in the band. I, I I can't lie. I'm a little little apprehensive about going that, to Norman because uh, people in Norman aren't the nicest, especially when they're drunk. Uh, so we we will see. Um, but yeah, well, who do you have in this um, thrilling bedlam matchup? Give, give me the pokes. Yes, yes, I, sir. I if listen, if you're gonna beat Oklahoma, you have to do it when they're down, and this oh, is the most down we're gonna see Oklahoma for a long that's, time. That's when and, the OU and the would last strike. Last time we saw OU down like this, they beat Oklahoma State twenty-eight to zero, and it was probably one of the most like distraught instances of my father's life. He was so upset. How does, how does that compare to fifty-nine to zero from earlier this year, dude? Forty-eight zero. 
48, whatever, yeah, whatever that score was. Yeah, well, you know. That was probably the worst loss in, like, in OSU history in the last, like, 25, maybe ever, honest to God. Maybe, I don't know, it's, it's up there. Uh, Ryan, who, it's, Ryan, it sounds like you might be going for the Sooners here. No, I, I, I can't. You're going to get disowned. You're going to get disowned. <laughs> In, in my heart, I see an absolute heartbreaking walk-off three-point Sooners. Oh, win. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I can see it 100%. But at seven and a half, the Pokes cover like a fucking blanket. The Sooners <laughs> are three agree. and seven against the spread on the year. Cowboys are six and four. Cowboys Good cover. Stats. But lose by three. Oh, my <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh he's so also, the, oh, no. the 64-and-a-half line, the under hits. You're not coming time. home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. You're not going to be like, this, this is coming yeah. out before Thanksgiving. Go, go, go and cancel what you that do? Now. <laughs> uh, Last I'm, time I, I, I picked OSU, we lost, so we're, we're, we're turning it on its head. I'm going to take the folks. Reverse psychology. I'm gonna take like, I, have to, I have to take the folks. Yeah, I have to take the folks. I, I, I will literally be at the game. Pope, that's Pope's the freest cover, cover I've ever seen. <laughs> um, and then, so I, I guess inside the SEC, the Pac-12 is going to be covering us this um, this week because we have two match or ranked matchups in the Pac-12. Um, USC, UCLA. What do we think here? Obviously, they they already met in, once this year. Is that correct? Mike Trippin? Who did what? Who did USC play? Why would they play against? Stupid? That's why I'm so confused. Well, who did USC? Who did USC lose to? Utah. Thank you. Good God. Sorry. I, yes. They also did the Utes in Salt Lake. USC versus UCLA at UCLA. The uh, USC is favored by two and a half. Robbie, what are you thinking here? Uh, for some background, too, if USC wins, they clinch the Pac-12 uh, championship game berth because they have Notre Dame the last week of the year. So they are done. This is their last Pac-12 game. Um, the, the Pac-12 did away with divisions, which I don't think I realized until like last week. So there is no more Pac-12 North and South. They do like the Big 12 where the top two teams get in. Nice. Um, I, th- I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be extremely high scoring. I don't think there's going to be one lick of defense. But I don't know what <laughs> the over-under is. But 76. 76? Yeah, give, me, give, me, give me the fucking over. <laughs> give me the over. and I, I think SC does it. I, I think SC does I, it too. I think it comes down to me that I believe more in Lincoln rather than I do in Chip Kelly. I think talent-wise, I don't think there's that big of a gap right now. Yep. But I think I trust Lincoln Riley a lot more than I trust Chip Kelly. So I yep. think I think SC covers. Yep. Too. Give me SC. Give me the points. SC by a tutty. Over. They, they score eighty here. Holy crap. At least. Yeah, it's gonna. It's if gonna you go back in the last five games, um, mm-hmm. USC fifty-five points scored, 41, 45, 43. UCLA last five games, thirty-four, fifty, thirty-eight, forty-five, forty-two. It's over. Shout out, uh, it's K- over. Shout out, Caleb Williams, thirty-one touchdowns, two interceptions on the year. Yep. So that yeah, that is that is impressive yeah. taking care of the ball like that. Speaking of embarrassing losses, just while we're here, I have to go back to my childhood. One of my favorite memories from my childhood is USC beating UCLA fifty to zero mm-hmm. in a rivalry game. It yeah. sounds like it sounds like a bedlam yeah. score. I, I'm yes, yeah, it sounds like yeah, a it does. Yeah, it does. But that was so K State being UCLA. Just hey, speaking, in case our fans weren't clear on that. Speaking of big upsets, I just saw Michigan State beat Kentucky in a double over basketball, double overtime in college basketball. So that was, in, that was in fun the to watch. Sh- in the shooty hoops. And they shoot. They were shooting the hoops. Uh, right? Alabama, Alabama is playing right now against South mm-hmm. Alabama in Mobile. We got to, We got to stay on one sport, guys. I, I know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, and then the next one that we're gonna do for pick'em, another big time Pac-12 matchup uh, coming off of a. Wait, Connor, you never, you never picked. 
Oh, USC. Sorry. Yeah, Caleb Williams is good, okay. and yeah, USC is going to win. Um, yeah, yeah. Another big Pac-12 matchup yes. coming off of a, uh, a, a hard loss to Washington. Uh, Oregon versus Utah at Oregon. Oregon is favored by three points. This one, to me, could go either way. Oregon, Utah. Oregon favored by three. Ryan, let's come to you first. Get your thoughts on Pac-12 game. It is a ranked Pac-12 game. It Pac-12 is. after dark as well. This is a 930 kick. kick. So go. there's going to be some shenanigans that happen in Eugene. <laughs> hey, Oregon's Eastern, at home, 7-3 against the spread, favored by three. I think Utah's a better team. Utah has that SC win. They had a bad loss to Florida week one. They've really turned it around since. They had an absolute nail-biter loss to UCLA. I, I think Utah goes into Eugene and wins this game as the dog. Not so fast, you, know, you son it'll, of it'll a bitch. be a good game. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. Shout out Lee Corso. Not so fast. Go ahead, Connor. You got first. I got the Ducks. Give me the Ducks. Give me the Duck. And I think that Oregon, after an embarrassing loss to Washington, comes back with a little bit of a vengeance behind them, wants to spoil Utah's fun, doesn't want them to have any chance of anything, and will win there in Oregon. And uh, this actually make, makes me want to follow up a little bit to say, but Oregon will have the best player on the field, and his name is Bo Nix. Bo Nix. <laughs> Bo Nix is him. I, I got the Ducks at home. I, Utah beat USC, but the other good teams they've played this year haven't really shown up. So give me, I give just me the think dot. Oregon will collapse after their loss to their yeah, heartbreaker to Washington. I, and, and I think Utah will take advantage of that. Connor, I'm glad we're on the same page with the not so fast, my friend. <laughs> you in all honesty, gents, I don't really have many others that are good games. I mean, we can pick. Uh, the TC, I feel like we all go for TCU. TCU spread is two and a half, but I don't feel like there's much. I don't think any of us are going to go for Baylor unless someone wants to step in and say that they're going to take the Bears. Spicy like cover or something. I don't know. What do we? It's two and a half like? cover. The safety in there somewhere. Okay, here, here's here, here's a fun one. After uh, you know, Tulane's loss, they play SMU in a Thursday night matchup. Tulane only favored by three points. Uh, Tulane SMU. What do we think? I really want to take Tulane in that. Yeah, I, I'm gonna pick Tulane. I think I we would all pick Tulane. Dude, it's the SEC, man. This week sucks. I uh, there's a couple of games. You got uh, Kentucky and Georgia this weekend. Kentucky. You also Kentucky have, just lost to uh, Vanderbilt. South, you also got South Carolina and Tennessee. If you're feeling oh, really spicy in Columbia, yeah, baby. You're just saying the teams that y'all thought uh, were gonna yeah. be good in the SEC before the season. No. Started. No, I, I'm just throwing out the only other like games that caught my eye. Both, Col- both Colorado, Georgia, Washington Tennessee doesn't win and cover. Colorado, Washington doesn't jump out of you. As a, as a strong it doesn't do it for me. No, it doesn't uh, do it. Doesn't do it for me. Yeah, Tulane wins. It's in New Orleans. Favorite at mm-hmm. home. Eight and two against the spread on the year. Yeah, I, I think Tulane. I think the wave rolls probably by a couple Did scores we? here against the Ponies. Did we talk about Tanner Mordecai and his like going absolutely nuclear against Houston a couple weeks ago? I don't think we did. We threw like eight touchdown passes and ran for another one. Pretty casual, honestly. Insane performance. Absolutely went bonkers. And like because no one was playing defense, he got to stay in the entire game and put up like 63 on their heads. That's my type of stat line. Shout out Tanner Mordecai. (laughs) Yeah. 
That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, we can move on from um, college football. We are going to go into uh, let's go into the NBA real quick. Um, the Brooklyn Nets have hired a new head Who coach. Start off every single NBA section is with the fucking Nets. Anyway, uh, his name is Jackie Vaughn. He's been an assistant uh, in in the NBA, uh, and he is the new coach who's replacing Steve Nash as the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Robbie, you look like a, you have something I, you want to say? I have, a, I have a fun Nets stat that I oh, saw. Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, for the podcast, so when Kyrie, you know, went on his suspension for being Kyrie, redacted um, to the Nets, were the Nets were ranked thirtieth in defense in the NBA. Oh, you God. want to know what the Nets? Are ranked since Kyrie has not been playing, like fifteenth. One. That's that's nuts. Um. So yeah, going into the NBA, honest, honest to God, that was my only NBA headline was uh, the one about the Nets. Uh. So yeah, we can just go into the standings real quick. The Trailblazers are nine and four. They're the top of the Western Dame. Conference. Dame. Dame is him. They're top of the Western Conference. They're six and two away while only being three and two at home, which is kind of impressive. The Jazz are still undefeated at home, five and zero. Oh, they're ten and uh, five, I believe. Crazy. Uh, them are our beloved Dallas Mavericks, seven and five. The Warriors struggling a little bit, and apparently there have been reports that Jordan Poole may soon replace Clay Thompson as the starter uh, because Clay Thompson has just been struggling. Obviously, since he came back from injury, he has not he really looked the same. Even his shot has been off. Um, so I, I, I think I people know. were kind of waiting for that, honestly, yeah. and I think it might be happening a little bit sooner than people expected. Yeah. Obviously, we saw Clay in the playoffs and in the, especially in the finals, you know, looked okay, but it was pretty noticeable that yeah. obviously and he had been out of basketball for two years, right? So and when you have an injury like that, that is so usually devastating to basketball players, and the surgery and, and the rehabilitation has gotten better over the years, but it's like still a really serious injury mm-hmm. so um, and pool kind of came into james his own said james wiseman down to the uh that's shocking yeah, i guess he's he just is, not that good I, he looks lost man like he yeah. just like really does not seem like he's grasped he's so like, the young offense or he's, he's really so young and like young. i know i think i think this is probably best for his development because he'd kind of gotten buried on the bench for them because yeah. you can't really trust him to be out there so i think you know let him let him get some playing time. Let him be in the same system in the G League because you have you know coaches in the G League they're working with the NBA team that they're associated with. So let him get some playing time and see if he can figure it out. He he's might. got all of the natural talents you could ever need. Yeah. You no, know, he's just got to just got to figure some things out basketball wise. Hundred percent. Speaking of the Warriors, they are zero and seven away from Oakland oh, so yeah, far in the year. Crap, can't, yeah. can't can't win a game on the road to save their lives at the moment. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, some of the teams that are a little disappointing, uh, Timberwolves, who everyone thought would be, uh, really good with the Rudy Gobert trade, really haven't been able to put it together. Only, only six and eight at the, close to the bottom of the Western Conference as well. Uh, and then the Los Angeles Lakers are, uh, three and ten. Well, we talk Yo, about, but dis- we talk about disappointing, right? But like, 13 of the 15 NBA team, and NBA teams in the West are separated by three and a half games yeah. to like, call it 15 games, Right. Yeah. No one's really separated themselves from from the pack yet. Um, the East, you see a little bit more disparity from like the top end teams, but then you still have like the Seventy Sixers, who are five hundred teams in that seventh in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. So, what the West is going to be competitive, and I think you will see the same thing in the East, where you have like four, five really good teams come out of there. Yeah. 
Shout out Russ. You know, we, we shit on Russ a lot in this podcast, as he deserves. Yeah. But his block on KD was sick. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you know, I'm sure that was a big moment for him to get that block on KD in a big moment. So they seem shout more, out, they seem more like friends now. They seem more like they're I agree. back to a friendly yeah. place. They've grown up. They're yeah. older now. Yeah, Shit, it's yeah. been 10 years. You would hope so. I mean, it's yeah, crazy. you would hope that. They, holy crap. I mean, <laughs> that's I, I crazy. No, but like, it's close. But that sounds about right. Yeah. I I remember like that finals, like like middle school whenever they played the, uh, whenever the Thunder made the finals that year. Like I remember that was, it doesn't feel like that long ago, but it was. That's insane. Yeah. Um, so yeah, moving on from that, going to the Eastern Conference, a team that's cooled off a little bit. Uh, the Indiana, the Indiana Pacers are now at a six and six, at now the eighth spot. Uh, Celtics Where they are, belong. <laughs> Celtics are top the uh, conference. Bucks are right there trailing them. The Hawks and Cavs and Wizards at the three, four, and five spot. That's, a, that's an interesting three, four, five. We all expected the Cavs to be pretty good, and I think everyone expected the Hawks too with the addition of Dejounte Murray. But the Wizards, the Wizards are playing well. I think Porzingis has been a good addition for them, and Bradley Beal is slated to make his comeback. So, I mean, the Wizards are in, are in a good spot right now. Um, yeah, uh, KP's getting like twenty-one points a game on thirty-one well. minutes a game. He's actually like seemed to doing well. The time off, actually rehabbing like he should have been mm-hmm. fucking doing for years, seems yeah. to be working. Like he's gonna get and, hurt again, but like it's just a matter of time, yeah. unfortunately. But and Kuz is back to being like a reliable contributor, yeah. like he was on the Lakers for a little bit. Like when he looked like he had some potential, like he's actually, you know, he's not yeah. gonna be your superstar, but he can be a really solid role player to come in and give you points when you need it. Yeah, um, a kind of interesting position. The Miami Heat at nine, uh, at a seven and seven record. Uh, it's just with that amount of talent. I mean, there's nothing to say except that's just disappointing. I mean, obviously it's still very early in the season. Uh, but when you have when you have players the caliber of Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and and Lowry, uh, it's just it's hard to it's hard to accept that. Um, so yeah, yeah Bam's I mean, had some Bam's had some nag- nagging injuries. He's been day to day pretty much all season. Yeah. Um, so he's had a little trouble getting on the floor. Butler is playing again really mm-hmm. well, pretty efficient, but he's still getting like thirty six well, minutes a game. So Spolster will get him right too. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, yep. Yeah, so that's what I have for the NBA. Moving on to uh, college basketball. Kind of funny news, actually, because it happened on the same day. It was either yesterday or today, but the, both the number one recruit of uh, women's basketball and the number one recruit of men's basketball committed to the, their college on the same day, which was kind of funny. Uh, for the women's side, her name is Juju Watkins. Uh, she's number one in ESPN's women's class of 2023. Uh, plans to sign with the University of Southern California Trojans, so she will be heading over to California uh, to join USC. And on the men's side, uh, DJ Wagner, who's the number one ranked recruit, will be going to Kentucky, who just lost uh, to Michigan State actually tonight. Um, but yeah, I, I'm shocked that Kentucky got the number one overall recruit. That literally <laughs> never happened. I ever, cannot ever. believe it. Shock. Fuck Calipari. Whoa. I, I, I hate He's Cal. such an I, asshole. I hate Cal. Yeah. Yeah. I fully agree. You talk about it. Talk about it some, Robbie. Tell me. Tell me how much you hate him. He, he's just such an arrogant bastard. He's yeah. such an arrogant bastard. And I yes. hate him. And like, yes, they've been good, but like I hate him. And like that's all I need to say. But like you I don't, hate I, him. I, also, I don't, know, I don't even know if I have a good reason. I just really <laughs> don't like the guy. That's, that's, that's fair. Uh so yeah, that's that's all I have for um college basketball at the moment. Uh, obviously, but still you're looking at some of the season. scores tonight. Obviously, you said that. Uh, Michigan State beat Kentucky in double overtime, you know, about 10-point win there. Duke-Kansas is currently going on. Bill Self is still serving out one of his 
four-game suspensions. Kansas is up 33-27 at the half, so a pretty good ranked game going on there. Yep. This will get Robbie's attention, though. North Carolina played at home against Gardner-Webb. Kind of a spooky game for them. Mm-hmm. They only won by six, and Gardner-Webb is they were not down. good. They were down to uh, College of Charleston second half or this weekend as well. So I think going into the year, you know, Carolina's ranked number one and like was kind of expected to be that team this year and haven't looked great. But also, I feel like yeah. in college basketball, that's not that unusual to come out slow. Um, yeah, they'll, Gardner, they'll probably so, get caught. Yeah, Gardner Webb's probably a tournament team in their conference. They're usually pretty solid. They uh, didn't they upset someone or almost upset someone in the NCAA tournament not too long ago? Probably. I, think I just so. thought it was interesting kind of looking at the, you know, the scores. Carolina's yep. favored by 25. They're playing at home in Chapel Hill. It's like, man, that's yeah. an interesting an interesting score to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alabama's up 10 on South, South Alabama at the half. We mentioned nice. that. Nice, Battle of the Alabamas. They're favored by 10, 10 so I big. love that. Uh, so, yeah, so yep. uh, trying trying to get Robbie to bed. So I'm kind of just I'm going to move this along a little bit. Uh, so we're going to go into the MLB. Kind of funny, given the, the fact that I have the most MLB headlines and the season is not even in effect right now. It's kind of strange. Uh, but honestly, the last week there have been there have been some news. Um, so Anthony Rizzo is re-signing with the New York rank, the Yankees on a multi-year deal. Uh, he's just returning. It, it's not huge. I think it was a couple of years, 37 million. It's really not that big. I was kind of surprised. Apparently Gabe had thought that he might be coming to the Astros. Uh, so heart, heartbreaking for him because apparently the Astros first baseman is retiring. Uh, so he wanted Rizzo, but yeah, Rizzo is going back to the New York Yankees. Former MLB player Yaziel Puig has agreed to plead guilty to a federal charge for lying to law enforcement officials about sports bets he made with an illegal gambling operator. Hell, you yeah, that doesn't shock me at all. <laughs> yeah, is it, you, want to, you want to be surprised, but you're not at all. That's kind of, it's kind of funny. I just, just, a, just a headline I saw, I was like, I guess I'll write that down. That's not ideal for him, like, for sure. Let's say if, and if you remember Yaziel Puig, it's even funnier just because yes. of who he was as a baseball player as well. Cool. Uh, so yeah, moving on to um, Julio Rodriguez is congr- congratulations to him. He is the 2022 AL Rookie of the Year. So big congrats. The uh, oh, the baseball MLB awards will be uh, kind of dished out over this next week. Um, so, but that's that's one of the ones that has been announced already. Um, Michael but, Harris Jr. was the AL Rookie of the Year. Thank you very Braves. much. I, yeah, I don't don't think they posted. I, it I think that, that came out today. I think. Okay. Um, so it's between. It's, Braves actually had two players in the finalists for the NL MVP. It was him and That's Spencer sick. Strider, and it's between those two guys. So That's uh, very cool. Harris had a really good year. Good for him. Shout out him. Very, very. Uh, another very cool development in sports. This is my last MLB one. Uh, Miami Marlins promote Caroline O'Connor to president, and promoting O'Connor makes the Marlins the first U.S. major sports franchise to have women serving simultaneously as president and GM. So that is very, very cool for the, for the Miami Marlins. Interesting that it happened in baseball. Like, I feel like my guess for the first sport that that would have happened would have been in basketball. Just because yeah. that's like women's basketball, men's basketball are very similar like, it has, you know, yeah. rules. Well, like there's there's, I mean, softball and baseball are completely different games. Right. And mm-hmm. Women play baseball too, but just like you don't usually play it as, at high of a level because you do usually switch to softball. Yeah. Um, so I thought that that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, very cool development there. Uh, moving on, I have a quick WNBA headline. Uh, Washington Mystics head coach Mike Thibault is retiring as the team's coach, but will continue as GM. Thibault is the winningest coach in WNBA history. Uh, so I, he's semi-retiring. He was coach and GM? I, may, yes. 
Uh, well, it says will continue as the GM, so I don't know if they hired. I'm not sure actually. I don't know if they hired him or if he was doing both roles. But I hope he accepts, enjoys his retirement. I don't know if because he's going to the GM role, so I don't know if, if that's the right phrasing. His but, pseudo um, retirement. Yeah, his pseudo retirement. Uh, so yeah, congrats to him. As as I said, he's the winningest coach in WNBA history, and that's uh, that's no small achievement. Uh, moving on to the NFL. Uh, going over some of the headlines, Odell Beckham Jr. has filed a $20 million lawsuit against Nike, alleging the company didn't honor his endorsement contract and is willfully withholding millions of dollars and inventing excuses not to pay him. He released a full uh, statement on his Twitter, so if you want to go and read that, you can go over to his Twitter page. Uh, what, what do we think of this? I, I totally missed that headline. What, what did I, yeah, I didn't see anything about that. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. No, say I, it again. I, mean, I didn't physically hear you. Oh. OBJ has filed a $20 million Sorry. lawsuit against Nike, alleging the company didn't honor his endorsement contract and it's willfully withholding millions of dollars and inventing excuses not to pay him. OBJ is like. I, this is going to be terrible. Coors light to like AB being Coors heavy. Like they're, they're just kind of cut from the same cloth. OBJ's got that CTE but, too. Do we think Nike but, um, would withhold that much money from such like a high profile figure. athlete? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> a, high yeah, a high profile athlete that hasn't played at the same yeah, that level that he yeah, did exactly. when he that contract. I That's what I would think. Would not be surprised, to be completely honest with you. There you go. Now, Graham, you're right. I mean, OBJ is OBJ and does all kinds of weird things, not on the level of Antonio Brown, but, you know, he, he does kind of live in his own wide receiver diva world at times. Yeah. Um, but it also wouldn't completely surprise me if that was true. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, if you want to read the full uh, statement that OBJ put out, you can go to his Twitter page and read that. Uh, continuing on with the headlines, Amari Rodgers, um, who has five fumbles on the season, the most in the NFL uh, except for quarterbacks who had a fumble yesterday in the Packers' overtime wins against the Cowboys, has been released Dang. by the Packers for that specific play. He had, four, I think, he, out of his five fumbles, four of them were on punt returns. That is that is not going to cut it in the Something NFL. It's the Packers' sure. fault for throwing him back there, like, yeah, five different times. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, he had a bunch last year though too. Like this is not the first time. Like it's he kind of, also had fumbles last year. It's kind of funny because or it's not funny. Obviously, this is, a, this is a man's livelihood, so it's not funny. Um, but coincidental that um, I don't know if you remember a few years back, the Packers and Cowboys were playing a playoff game, and I think his name was. Boykin, I don't fully remember, but we, the Cowboys kicked an onside kick, and basically the the guy, I think his name was Boykin, I might be wrong. He went up for it, and it like hit his helmet, and he like missed it with his hands, and then he after because and then they ended up losing that game, and then he got released because of that play. It's just, it's very weirdly similar. It's like the, it was against the Cowboys. It was because of a fumble. It, it was it's very weirdly similar. Um, the unfortunate thing is, one of the special teams guys, like that's what they're paying you to do. Yeah, exactly. Like, your job is to secure the ball and like if you're not doing that like you know you yep. gotta you gotta do what what they're paying you to do i guess yeah yeah uh continue on there are um there's an injury plague right now across the nfl it's just it's kind of crazy cooper cup uh, who obviously is the star receiver of the los angeles rams is having to go undergo some ankle surgery uh apparently he's apparently he's not out for the season but obviously with the rams being playing as poorly as they are, especially considering they're the Super Bowl defending champions. Uh, obviously, they think that it's appropriate for him to take some time off to, to get the surgery and recover. 
Uh, so yeah, he is injured. Currently, Dallas Goddard is also injured. Looks like he's out for the season. Zach Ertz is injured. Looks like he's out for the season. Leonard Fournette sustained an injury. Juju Smith sustained an injury. Galil Herbert has been placed on the IR. It's just, it is insane. I mean, obviously, we're at the point of the year where injuries... Oh, Herbert's on IR? Yeah, Damn. Khalil Herbert's yeah. on IR. Uh, and, and how many of these injuries occurred on turf, do we think? So we, bad. We think so, a lot of them. Yeah. You know, the funny thing, though, is like, so obviously there's a lot of complaints about turf, but you see all the complaints about the field in Germany that was grass? No, I didn't see. Like, because like you, like players will slip the whole time. Like you saw in that interception that Fournette threw where he's trying to throw it to Brady and Brady slipped while he was running the route. Yeah. There's a lot of slipping and stuff. And like, it's like, okay, well, we're slipping on grass, but we're tearing up our knees on turf. Like, you know, what, what is the answer? Slipping on grass. No, I agree. Yeah, would be my. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you, but but you, but you see where I'm saying. There's, there's a lot. Of well, yeah, because these guys, well, because like these guys have been playing on turf their whole life, and so sure, like, no, they're used to it. It's like, but yeah, I see what you're saying, right? Where it's like well, you could try to phase the next generation into yeah. the grass or whatever. Uh, well, so, like yeah. I guess Bruce Irvin like tweeted something too. Is like I can't believe they made us fly ten hours to play on that field or something like that too. And it's like, yeah. well, you guys don't want to play on turf either, so. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was just poorly kept. I I, I don't and, know. And but... like and like maybe like soccer because they're they playing on Bayern Munich's like field. Yeah, so it could be different grass than what yeah. they're used to. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but 100%. still, 100%. yeah. So obviously we hope we hope the best for them. Obviously we want them to recover as as healthily as they can. Uh, it's just the NFL, man. It's it's an incredibly dangerous sport. It's incredibly intensive on your body. Uh, so we yeah, hope all those guys get get healthy and well. Um, Shit, does Monty get the start this week? Yeah. Herbert's <laughs> out? Yeah, oh, out. absolutely. <laughs> Never mind. Made that change real quick. Anyway, continue. Um, something that I am excited about in the NFL because they have they might be looking at a playoff at a playoff spot, maybe, 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 and already a stellar D line. Commanders DN Chase Young is making his return this weekend. Oh, is he? And I and I am mm-hmm. really excited Hell, to yeah. see him play some football. Their D line is disgusting. Terrifying. <laughs> Dude, it's Chase already yeah. so good. Yeah, you got Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, and now you got so Chase good. Young coming back. Yeah, it's terrifying. Deron Payne, bro. You only need to rush yeah. three. You only need to rush three out of those four. It's it's crazy. So uh, yeah, Chase, Chase Young got to be dropping in coverage real quick. That's but, like exactly. he can. He, Chase like, Young, well, I know. I know. hundred percent. Yeah. Well, that's I think the the command the commanders obviously I saw another thing earlier that ESPN posted like the entirety of the NFC East and AFC East could make the playoffs, and that includes yeah. the commanders sitting sitting down there. It, it's insane, and so yeah, I, the and the New York Jets. The J- I know the Jets don't even have the worst record in the AFC East, but the fact that the Jets could make the playoffs by itself is impressive. I know. ESPN's ranking the Jets in the top ten in their power rankings. They're, which they're is good. Fucking wild. Because <laughs> Sa- Sauce is him. Sauce Gardner is Austin's so really good. good. He's he, really good. I I haven't heard of a defensive back in obviously being mm. one of the most difficult positions in football. Being so touted in like the NFL draft process, coming from not a traditional power five like DBU. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he had insane stats. Like never gave up a touchdown in college. Like yeah. Bama wouldn't even throw at him in the well, CFP. And that's what people like. They thought that. Because it was because of the conference that he was in that he was like so good. It's like no, no, no. Is clamps. The only knock on him was that he yeah. played at Cincinnati. He's one of those players. It was like that was the only bad thing anyone could say about him. He's like, oh well, he played at Cincinnati. Otherwise, 
everything else you wanted to see in a defensive back was there. Yeah. Now you're saying if Alabama wouldn't throw at him, what do you like? Yeah. They didn't want that smoke. He's obviously far and away <laughs> the best player on that team. So like yeah. they're just gonna go the other way. Yeah. So yeah. Crazy. Uh, talking about injuries, TJ Watt was back for the Steelers this week after tearing oh, yeah. his pack two months ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, got gave gave him gave them a jolt to beat the shitty Saints. What an absolute awful game that was. So uh, actually, we'll, we'll run down the games right now. Actually, funny enough. So yeah, the Chase Young that'll be exciting to watch him play. Um, but Robbie, we're gonna start out with that Thursday night game: the Panthers beating the Falcons, baby. <laughs> Let's go. The Panthers The Panthers should be undefeated against the NFC South right now because they should have won that Falcons game a couple weeks ago, which is yeah. crazy to say, but the Panthers should theoretically be 4-0 in the NFC South. The, the NFC South and those would be the only ones that we have. Dumpster fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we got the momentum. Baker is coming back next week. Like, I don't know if that's a good thing. Yeah. I can't wait for us to lose again this <laughs> weekend, but, you know. Positive? I don't know. Um. In a uh, in a heartbreaker, something that made me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit. Uh, the Packers beating the Cowboys. Thirty-one to twenty-eight. Thirty-one to twenty-eight. Pain, pain and suffering is all is all I can say. Ryan, you got anything? No, I don't. Cover the fucking rookie. Why are we giving yeah. the rookie three tutties who had like caught like five balls? This Christian Watson. Season? Wait, Our Romeo? BBs can be burnt toast sometimes. Oh, no, it's Christian Watson. Christian Watson, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he cooked us. Um, yeah, so moving on, uh, the Buccaneers. Rodgers had six throws in the first half. How are we losing this game? <laughs> uh, you want to talk about it? Or? No. <laughs> uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, after struggling this season, are picking, picking up a few wins here and there, 21-16 uh, to 16 over the uh, Geno Smith-led Seattle Seahawks, who are, it, it seems the Bucks are going up like this. The In Seahawks Germany, are kind of going up like this. Top 2-0 since the divorce. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Shout out, Tommy. He's <laughs> dialed the NFL so <laughs> fucked. Yeah, Clearly, oh, yeah. Giselle was back. Clearly. I mean, that's the only logical explanation I can come up with. I think that's the title of the podcast. Was Giselle holding Brady no. back? No. Exclamation have we, mark, have question we, mark, exclamation have we, mark. Are we only going to see better Tom Brady from here on out now that Giselle is it, out of the picture? It'd be interesting. I mean, yes. As of right now, it looks like it. I mean, I'm basing this off a very large sample size, but it looks <laughs> like to me. sample size of two, this this tracks. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah. Obviously, that, that you know, messes with his head and stuff. So I, I see what, you know, I see where you're coming from. Uh, but yeah, so I'm gonna save that game till the end because for obvious reasons. Uh, Lions and Bears, 31 to 30. Justin, I I gotta call out Ryan for his take a couple weeks ago. Ryan said that Ohio State has never produced three games. <laughs> a good quarterback. Justin Fields might be making can I, an can argument. I get, can I give myself a shout out for saying that I think he's starting to figure it out? I think oh, along yeah. or that same area. I think give ourselves some props for the good takes on the pod. We don't and have many. Are uh, we trading Connor straight up? Cowboys fan, you do you trade Dak Prescott for Justin Fields straight up right now? Oh, man, the fact that you're thinking about that means no. he's not a good quarterback yet. So let's let's pump the brakes on no. the fucking reactionary takes. Let's say no. No, no, no. Wait, here's the thing: like, are we talking about just for this year? Or are we talking about for the future? Because Justin we're Fields right now. Boy, like, if you're oh. trading for Justin Fields right now, he's he's winning. He's starting to win games. I, I'm just trying to have a better. Yeah around him with the Cowboys but, but and he's only going to get better in the future but is he as is good Dak at throwing getting better? is he as good at throwing the ball as Prescott is obviously not 
That, that's right what now, I'm no. Concerned. Well, th- but that's what I'm concerned about because Dak has the has those weapons. He has that experience, and our defense is the number one in the league. It's like if but, you have any chance to go to like the Super Bowl, I wouldn't trust Fields. I would trust Prescott more than I would trust Fields. How would Dak Prescott do on this Bears team? Think about the other. Oh, no, I'm not saying be, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not saying he'd be better. He'd be able to throw the ball a little bit better than Fields would. It's an interesting conversation. I mean, I yeah, I can see both sides of the argument, um, but at this, yeah, I don't know. That, that that's a good comparison, Ryan. But I, you know, I think Fields is still he he's playing his game, and and Dak plays his game. It's kind of it's, it's different situations, obviously. Um, but yeah, but yeah, the Lions blowing out against Bears by one point that was kind of an interesting one. Despite because Fields the Bears missed effort. an extra point. Shout out! <laughs> shout out to Chicago Bears. <laughs> uh, continuing on, Bears, Russ yeah. Russ continues not to cook. 17 to 10 Tennessee Titans because Derrick Henry is a freak. Will, will that dude ever stop playing football? Tennessee Titans would be the worst team in the league without Derrick Henry. They're not good. Yeah. They their not defense good. is good. Give their, their defense some credit. Bad. Their defense is real. Yeah, of course. It's Ryan well, Tannehill. Actually, Tannehill actually had a decent week this week. I'm not going to count, but. Tannehill's bad. <laughs> I was, was yeah. reading the other day that I kind of forgot about. Do you remember that like Derrick Henry was like pretty much able to bust his first like year and a half in the league? So he's averaging like two yards a carry and wasn't really doing anything, and then all of a sudden he just popped off, and now he's like. Also, Connor's being a casual. Yeah, no, I just looked at the stats. <laughs> Derrick Henry did not do that well this week. I'm not going to count. And Ryan Tannehill did do well this week, so that 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 was that was my bad for not uh, not figuring out the stats. Derrick Henry's still the man. Denver is probably like a top three rushing defense in yeah. the league. Yeah, so no, I'm not. That's a little you. bit more like understandable. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Continuing on from that, the Chiefs beating uh the Jaguars twenty-seven to seventeen. Uh, I think that if you still believe that Patrick Mahomes is not the best quarterback in the NFL, there's something wrong with your brain. Uh, if you think Josh like uh, Josh Allen's great, if you think Josh Allen is better than Patrick Mahomes, I I don't understand that train of thought. I just don't. I, Jacksonville I, is so close. You're right. Jacksonville is really close. They're like they're three and six. Three I want to say three and three seven. Three. We Should, saw like a really saying, good though. game for them against the Chargers. Right? They beat the brakes off the Chargers, and the Chargers had a bunch of people out. But like, there are the Chargers aren't very good this year. No, they're not. There, yeah. there are some serious Injuries. flashes from this team. You got you got so many good young pieces with Kirk, with ETN. Lawrence is is I wanna say getting I, there. Like well, I had my takes against him, obviously, and I still think like he's going to be somewhat considered a bust. But mm-hmm. Miles Jack on the defensive side too. is really good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think next I think year Jacksonville point, wins the, the AFC South. Ooh, there's a take. I could see it. I, I think you also have to accept at this point that Trevor Lawrence is not going to be the elite quarterback that he was drafted to be. I don't think he's necessarily going to be a terrible quarterback no. in the NFL, but I, I'm not sure that I'd trust him to take that step to be an elite quarterback. Agreed. And that's what he was drafted. And that's why he's going to be a bust for as long as he plays. Mm-hmm. I, an, I, absolute, I an absolute brutal cover at nine and a half with Chiefs winning by 10. <laughs> Uh, speaking of teams beating the brakes off of each other, the Dolphins beating the brakes off of the Browns, thirty-nine to seventeen. Uh, so yeah, congrats to the Dolphins for that big win. Um, the Giants holding it out against the Texans, not twenty-four to sixteen. It was it wasn't a blow by any means. The Giants held on to that one. Um, but yeah, you mean right. the seven and two Giants? Why are we shocked? <laughs> no, I'm not shocked. It's just that <laughs> they barely. Holy, they, they fed. Time. I'm sorry. 
they, they gave Saquon the ball 35 times. Uh, granted, against the Texans. Right. <laughs> so, yes, uh, yes, yes, correct. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Well, who, who are they throwing the ball to? Sterling. Dude, Kenny Galladay. What is wrong with him? Does he just he's not want to play football? I, 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 no, I don't think he's bad. I just think he doesn't want to be there. Like, he just uh, acts yeah. like he doesn't want to play football. It's so weird. Like, he gets wide open passes, and he just, like, drops it. It's, oh, man. Sorry. Sterling Shepard is out. It's Darius Slayton that's back. I can't ever keep the two of them yeah. straight. Because one of them is all <laughs> Um, Steelers beating the Saints 20-10. to 10. That is just a piss game. Moving past. Move past. That's yeah. Um. In his debut game, Jeff Saturday taking down the Las Vegas Raiders 25-20. to 20, uh, which, It's funny because CBS posted something. I told this to Ryan and Robbie the other day, but CBS posted something. Jeff Saturday becomes the first coach since 1950 to tweet out that a team looks bad two weeks before debuting against them and beating them. It's just the he, stupidest he, thing. He sunned the Raiders organization. Well, okay. Yeah. Like, and I know this might not be as hot of a take, but are are the Raiders the most disappointing team in the NFL? No, they're two and the Rams seven. are three and six as Super but Bowl champions. The Rams are two. Or I mean, the yeah, I see what you're saying. That's fair. But the Raiders are two and seven. But I think we knew the Rams weren't going to be as good as last year because they lost Von Miller and they lost some of those pieces they sure. had. Like the Raiders, like went out and like went all in this year. They got Devontae. Like they made a lot of improve theoretical improvements. I mean, and you're now worse. You you yeah, look at like their big, you look at their studs, right? Card twenty four for thirty eight for two hundred fifty yards, two touchdowns. Jacobs has had a really good year. He's like, been going crazy. Carries, Eighty yards and a touchdown. Devontae Adams nine catches, one hundred and thirty yards and a touchdown. Like everything else. Looking just at the surface of the people they got and their stars, besides Aaron Waller, who's been dealing with injuries. Redfro's also disappeared, but that's more of an impact of Devontae Adams. Yeah. Um. I think Vegas's defense has really let them down this year. Mm. And you, you see that when you have like the Texans like scoring 20 points on you, like the Broncos scoring 29 points on you, like that's yeah. that's just you not let a Russ cook success. Yeah, you let you Russ actually cook. let Russ cook. Did, did you guys oh, see yeah. so, you know, when Justin Arden was appointed coach, there's a lot of People that coming class. out saying how dumb it was. Yeah. And one of the most vocal was um, Joe Thomas, former offensive lineman for the Cleveland Browns. And he went on a whole rant about how it's a terrible hire and he couldn't believe Ursay did it and that Saturday didn't at all deserve this opportunity. Shout out Pat McAfee because Pat McAfee keeps his receipts. Joe yeah. Thomas was on his podcast saying how he should be the Browns interim coach after Hugh Jackson got fired. Oh, he's just That's jealous. Hysterical. He just, that, that means he's, he's just no, jealous. He, jealous. Jealous and wanted attention, but it's also like you're really going to come out and say that after you wanted to be an interim coach with no coaching experience yourself? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, so but yeah, circle I mean, back to your point, Connor. Vegas is definitely one of the most disappointing teams this yeah. year in the most disappointing division. Oh, I don't yeah, think there's a question that the AFC West is the most like underperforming division of football this year. Hey, but you, you're supposed to have Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, and Patrick Mahomes all in the same division. Russell's look like shit. Herbert is a walking corpse. Carr was literally breaking down crying post game. Yeah. Because he they like yeah. Vegas can't figure it out. It's well, actually he, like really sad. To he see. said that he thought it like he he was kind of blaming his teammates. He's like, some of those he's like, some of these guys want to be here, some of these guys want to play, and then but he's like, some of them don't act like they want to be here. They don't love this place. You know, and so he's like I mean, obviously that's what that a quarterback's is- there to do is call out his guys. It's like 
that coach's seat is about as hot as it can oh, get. I yeah, can imagine 100%, right now. Hundred percent. No, um, they know they said he's they're gonna bring him back next year. That's they wild. Mm-hmm. They already said McDaniel's will be back next year because they believe he's doing good things. What two wins is a good? Two wins. Thing? Two wins isn't a whole lot of good. <laughs> he disagree. Yeah, not... <laughs> I... As a podcast host, I disagree. But um, I Al Davis is like rolling over in his grave right now. But I mean, shout out, shout out to Jeff Saturday. Obviously, he put Matt Ryan back in control of the offense. Matt Ryan had a decent game, and then Jonathan Taylor finally, finally, finally had a game that people could could look at and talk about and be like, "Hey, there's the Jonathan Taylor from last year. Twenty-two carries, hundred forty-seven yards." Now he hides getting traded is going to be. Big for Jonathan Taylor and fantasy because yes. now they don't have that running back coming on third downs. So he's mm-hmm. gonna start getting receptions too. Which yeah. You could was, debate maybe not be good because he's been hurt, but was Ryan benched because of an injury or just because it, he was playing they, like they washed up Matt Ryan? So they basically they kind of used the injury as an excuse, and they were like, Ellinger is gonna be the starter, but it's not just because of the injury. And then I guess Jeff they just brought him back in. I didn't think Ryan was playing bad enough. No, I agree. To just no. like promote it's, Ellinger, it's just it's not like Ellinger is your franchise future. It's just where their season was. They just wanted to like see, I guess, where he was at. That was. That was Reich trying to save his job of being like, we're trying out this new rookie now. Like, you got to give me time to see if he can do it. That was yeah. all that was. Yeah. Yo, Ryan had like a 30-yard run. Did y'all see that? <laughs> yeah, yeah it was, was sick. Moving. Old man going. Um, But, yeah, continuing on, the, as Ryan met, mentioned earlier, the Cardinals beating the Rams 27-17. to Obviously, the Rams being one of the most disappointing teams in the league. Um, Getting beat by a team that's also been really disappointing this year. And, and then Cooper Cup's out. It's, uh, ugh. Should Colt McCoy star for the Cardinals? Colt McCoy. No. Shout out Colt no. McCoy, dude. That's a name and a half. I haven't heard I'm that. Name. that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And then, obviously, another disappointing team, as we talked about earlier, still with a winning record, which seems strange at this point. The 49ers and Jimmy G uh, beating Justin Her- Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers. Obviously, on an offense without like any receiving core right now because all their starting receivers yes. are hurt. Um, but I mean, you you know it's hilarious. I saw the stat uh, on the broadcast. Jimmy G is ten and two in games where he hasn't thrown a passing touchdown. Yep, he is ten and two. It's just him. He's, he's just... so good looking, <laughs> and he's surrounded by yes, so much talent. And game just, manager, he doesn't oh, yeah. make mistakes. Cooper he Rush? doesn't really game make a manager. ton of mistakes. So. I mean, yeah. he's overpaid. Yeah, he's like Cooper Rush. If Cooper Rush was just incredibly handsome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a running touchdown, though. Don't shout out Jimmy G for the running touchdown on fantasy. I still lost. But uh, And uh, <laughs> how the mighty have fallen. The Monday night game results in the last undefeated team in the NFL going oh, down um, to the Washington Commanders, 32-21. to 21. The, the commies. Lose. <laughs> the commies. Riverboat run. Um, this this wasn't a fantasy miracle. This Monday night, I was wild. Hmm. I saw like the sleeper thing. I I pulled mine out, but yeah, I I don't know how Devontae lost four points. I'm still kind of confused on that. Yeah, I think you lose two if you fumble, and then two if you also lose the fumble, something like that. Interesting. I don't don't think that's right. I don't think that's right either. (laughs) We can look into it. Well, I might. Right. I, I Robbie's just, just stupid. stupid. Um, real quick, I'm mm-hmm. I'm sure y'all saw the replay of um, Heineke in the late hit with like a minute and a half left in the fourth he, that quarter. That dude got so high. 
That was a late hit. I no, do not know what the Eagles fans are coping about saying that, no, that it was. wasn't 100%. like that man was down for a fucking minute and then still got like hit. I, in today's NFL, I do not know what you want to ex- uh, like also, what you want. I agree. Also, have you seen how many game-winning drives that Taylor Heineke has had in his career? It's Taylor like insane. And Carson Wentz on the same team is just like no, but like magic. Taylor Heineke might be like, and I saw this guy break down or whatever. He's like the luckiest quarterback of all time, and he's he said he, this guy said he's touched by God. He said if he could have three quarterbacks to like go on a game-winning drives, Tom Brady one, Aaron or no, not uh, Patrick Mahomes two, Taylor Heineke legitimately three. And he was like, I'm not kidding. I'd be I Taylor for Heineke those. Three. The I love that take. Kind of I love that take. <laughs> Devonte only lost two points, right? No, he, he only has he a minus two. Did he have negative rushing yards or something? Was it something to do? Yeah, with did, that? did he get so, negative yards? That's what I couldn't figure out because it was like seventeen and change or whatever, and then it was thirteen and change, and I was like, yeah. I don't know how he lost four points. He must have lost. He must have lost receiving yards for it too. So yeah, something but it was like a lateral. He didn't get it first. I don't know. I don't know how it works. So that's why it's whoever it's, it's whoever ends with the ball gets the yards. Mm-hmm. So if he fought, I, I didn't see the play, but if he uh, lateral and then they recovered it, yeah, it's he was the last part to have the ball, and those are his yards. So he gets the ball last. Interesting. Okay, so that was the stat change. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, didn't know that. And then the last game we have to talk about the undisputed game of the year, overtime classic versus the Vikings and the Bills. This game may be harboring the greatest catch of all time, or definitely, arguably, the greatest catch, catch of all of time in Justin Jefferson. Oh, yeah, 100%. And Justin Jefferson's one-handed snag. This game was in, not, not only incredible, but, I mean, a drama-filled finish with Josh Allen fumbling on the half-yard line and the Vikings are covering it. This game was incredible. And then throwing a pick in the end zone and in the throwing game. throwing a pick? Oh, so, my if Josh, If it was any quarterback but Josh Allen, <laughs> and, like, I know he's caught some slack for it, but he would have gotten ripped apart for those last two turnovers. Oh, people, yeah. people are mean, like he lost, lost in the game. People are like, it might not just be the coin tosses. It's like it's a little. It might not just it, be the coin tosses. In quarterbacks, you least want to win a game-winning drive. Is Josh Allen the least? <laughs> I, I mean, for some reason, he's not clutch. It's it's no, weird. He's not. So, but, I have but, a when we say that, but his last a, like his drive before the pick was incredible. Like they really yeah. was. I he's mean, not, it's weird. He's not clutch when it matters. Connor. It's like it's, he's, it's like he's cursed, he's but like legitimately. But, but also that Gabe Davis catch shouldn't have been a catch. Yes, true. He didn't have. Yeah, you're very. And right. they you're, they correct. also the Bills also had twelve guys on the field for one yep. of the goal line plays you're when right the that. Vikings right were trying that. to get in and they didn't throw the penalty on it. He's cursed, bro. I'm telling you, <laughs> Ryan. So, what are you gonna say? Would y'all rather have the eighteen and one Tom Brady Randy Moss like Tom Brady that year? Gross team. Or Kirk Cousins at 1 p.m. games. Tom Brady. Do I get Kirk Cousins? Do I get Randy yeah, Moss? Yeah, that, that was my next question. But do I get Randy Moss? No, you get. Do you want Tom Brady and Randy Moss or Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson at 1 p.m.? Those Brady are your options. Randy, I want Tom Brady and Randy Moss. I want Iguodala. No, I want fucking Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that shit. Bro, you y'all see how hate Kirk I Cousins. Doubt that man was? I'm the one who defends Kirk Cousins. Y'all hate Kirk Cousins. Eight and no, I'm a believer, bro. Eight <laughs> and one. Like, thank you, thank you. Finally, he is still the definition of mid. No, he's, he's not. Him. He's not mid. <laughs> he's 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 now seven games over 500 for his That's career. Good. So he's thank no you. longer. Yeah, bingo. 
you got it. Finally figured it out. Stupid, stupid asses. Um, uh, if, if he wins the Super Bowl, I'll see to catching up with Eli Manning for the best mid quarterback of all time. He's better. Kirk Cousins is better than Eli, Eli ever was. Every, Eli's a bum. Ooh. That's a hot take. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know about that's that one. <laughs> I a... I like it, but it's a hot take I, only uh... because Kirk Cousins can't play in prime time. Yes. If Kirk Cousins won like two more Monday night games, I might give him. Has that. he won a Monday night game yet? I don't. I don't think he's he won has. Like, I, I think he's won like one or two prime time games. It's all about like the prime time. So like Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night. Interesting. Um. So uh, yeah. Kirk Cousins prime time stats. He's 10 and 18. No way. He's 2 and 10 on Monday Night Football. <laughs> we knew that. We knew that one. Yeah. Also, um, real quick before we move off the Bills as a whole, Bills host the Browns this weekend. Um, apparently, it's going to be snowpocalypse and for Lake ooh. Effect snow. So from Two Friday, feet of snow. No, it's it's 31 Holy. inches from Friday night to That's Sunday morning. That is so... Why would you need that many? I, it's it's a better joke when it's like, you know, yeah, six like, or seven. So, it? <laughs> so many. Robin, I was like, wait. Uh, That's... 31 inches of snow? Yeah. Some lake effect shenanigans in Buffalo. In, in meteorologist term, that is a shitload of snow. So I mean, that is from a fantasy wow. perspective, if that's a good point. Nick Chubb isn't getting started. Oh yeah. You need to start. RB1 A. Like that man's gonna have four you... touchdowns. Ever bench Chubb? Chubb has been like the best running back in the league. If you're not starting Nick Chubb right now, you don't deserve to have Nick Chubb. Do you you start Darius Johnson at a flex position knowing the weather conditions? You could consider it. Could get get spicy. Could get spicy. So you want to hear an interesting spread next week, gents, for the NFL? The Cowboys play the Vikings. The Vikings at home. And the Cowboys are favored by one point. What time is the game? It's at 325. Oh, oh, oh. Cowboys cover. <laughs> 325. Maybe, maybe a letdown, letdown game from the Vikings, too. A little bit of a letdown, you know, be. coming off of a big win on the road. And with a big loss on the road for the Cowboys, you know, maybe try to get a little, little revenge God. game against the uh, NFC yep. North. And the, I can uh, see it. Thursday Night Football continues their streak of uh the titans and the packers are this week's uh thursday night matchup so have fun watching that on prime because i probably won't oh i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna love every second i'm just gonna watch about his receivers watching the (laughs) running the wrong fucking route yeah i i promise you i will probably watch every play of that game oh 100 because i have a problem oh yeah the first step is admitting it and the second step is not doing anything about it. Uh, yeah. Yes. Be a man. I can stop whenever I want. I just don't want to stop. And then the worst matchup of, of the week. Uh, or, uh, other than that, maybe it may be the Bears and the um. Excuse you. Go? The Bears. That is the, the most Falcons. disrespectful take. No, the uh, Falcons are and- at least like four and five. The worst game of the week goes to. Oh, the the Raiders versus the Broncos. Oh, you're right. Oh, oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. An interdivis- a divisional Ew. matchup, a divisional matchup where everyone thought that that division would be the best division in football by a mile. 
before the season started. Or Andy Dalton versus whoa, whoa, fuck L.A. is rolling out because it ain't Stafford. John Walford. Yeah, that that that, that matchup. San, without Cooper Cup. Yeah, that that's the one. Guys, remember when we said that, James- that game could also be awful. Guys, remember when we said when we did a tier list and we thought Jameis and Baker would be like elite. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You remember, you remember uh, well, Jam- yeah. Jameis got hurt, so we can yeah. still. No, yeah, you're right, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's all I have sports wise. I, I have a few co- co- pop culture things. Um, awards. Obviously, it's the end of the year, and so a lot of awards things are happening. Uh, the Grammys have announced nominees, so we'll go through a few of those, and then also the video games of the year have or the nominees for that have been announced. Uh, so we'll just, I'll run down some of them, some of those lists real quick. You can chime in whenever you want. Um, so the general field for the Grammy. So record of the year, uh, Don't Shut Me Down by ABBA. Uh, Easy On Me by Adele. Uh, we have Break My Soul by Beyonce. Good Morning Gorgeous by Mary J. Blige. You and Me On The Rock by Brandy Carlisle featuring Lucius. Uh, Woman, Doja Cat, Bad Habit, Steve Lacey. The Heart Part 5, Kendrick Lamar. About Damn Time, Lizzo. And As It Was by Harry Styles. Uh, hearing those hearing those names, um, who do you think is going to take take this one home? I can maybe well, think we'll of be used to like two of those songs. It, it, I can I can promise you it will not be Kendrick Lamar. Um, oh no, it's not gonna be Kendrick. I think it might Doja be Doja can step on it. It might be Adele. What? Grip. What, what did you say? What? I think it might be Grip. Adele. I think Adele might take that one home, but I, I could see it honestly going I, a few different ways. Am I the only one that didn't realize ABBA released an album? Yeah, this I didn't couldn't have told you that. Did not know Same boat. Uh, so yeah, those are the nominees for song of the year. Album of the year, real quickly: Voyage, Abba, Thirty, Adele, Un Verano, Sinti, Bad Bunny, Renaissance, Beyonce, uh, Good Morning, Gorgeous, Deluxe, Mary J. Blige, In These Silent Days, Brandy, Carlisle, Music of the Spheres, Coldplay, Miss Morale and the Big Steppers, Kendrick Lamar, Special, Lizzo, and Harry's House by Harry Styles. Um. So yeah, and there's a few for a few others for song of the year, uh, and I just have to announce this. Uh, because it's kind of offending in all honesty um so let me let me find it real quick yeah so um best rap album god did by dj khaled is on the list dj 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 khaled's on the list good for dj khaled man good for him (laughs) also on the list and and i love him and i really do like him as an artist but Come home, the kids miss you. Jack Harlow was not a good album, and we're putting that as album right. of the year. It wasn't good. I they don't also, think it was even also, good. Down is also up for rap song of the year, which like I, I don't know, dude. I it, it's kind of str- I know, dude. Out there, but kind of strange, kind of strange. Uh, some of some of the uh, nominations. So that that is yeah. So that, that's some of the the um Grammy stuff. Uh, moving on to the over to the video game stuff. Uh, game of the year includes uh, the nominees include A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, which is a game that Robbie has been playing uh, very frequently, uh, Horizon Forbidden uh, Horizon Forbidden West, uh, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Robbie, obviously, uh, your vote is going to to God of War. I, I this only one I've why well, I, I take it back. I've played Stray. I I don't know why it's up for Game of the Year. It was fine. Um, I think Elden Ring will win. If I had yeah. to guess, uh, but God of War Ragnarok was excellent. I did see a fun little tidbit about the game of the year uh, just a little bit ago. There's not been an Xbox 
exclusive nominee for game of the year in 10 years. That is interesting. Like uh, PlayStation, I mean, in all honesty, PlayStation has better exclusives. They like they always That's have. Right. Which they makes have me God sad. of War and Horizon are both Spider Man. There's both exclusives. Well, I'm saying I'm talking about for this year. Like, but oh. there's two nominees this year that are PlayStation exclusives, and then Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles is a Switch exclusive. So the only oh, major gaming console without a nominee is Xbox, which I think is very Xbox. interesting. Let me ask you guys, because I t- I'm asking um, for one of the next-gen consoles for Christmas. That's going to be like yeah, my one heard. big Christmas gift that I want. What I mean, I've been an Xbox kid my, my whole life, and I don't know if it's easier to just keep going down the path, but it's like I've always wanted to play the PlayStation games, and I really haven't ever before. Robbie, being, what would you recommend? Uh, so, obviously, Game Pass is, I think, the big draw if you want to go Xbox. Xbox Game Pass is excellent. They've got a lot of really good games on Game Pass. PlayStation is trying to compete. They have stepped-up tiers of, like, PlayStation Plus now where you get access to, like, more games. And, like, they add games every month. And so, like, I've been getting, like, they gave you, like, newish games, like games that came out six months ago that you can now play, like, with your PlayStation Plus membership. Mm. And it gives you access to a lot of, like PlayStation exclusives. Like if you buy a PS5, you automatically get access to like God of War. Yeah. And you get access to Spider-Man, I think. And a couple of those. So like if you haven't gotten to play those games, like I think that makes the PS5 worth it just by itself because you're going to inherently get hundreds of dollars of games just by buying the PS5. Mm-hmm. I think that's, so, that's good advice. I, I, I'm, a, I'm an unabashed PlayStation homer. I've only ever had PlayStation. So I'm going to tell you to get a PS5. I, I have a PS5 and I love it. So. Well, there there have been so many games that have been like PlayStation exclusives that I want to play. There was this game called Until Dawn years ago that was yep. a PlayStation exclusive that I really wanted to play, and I just had to watch PewDiePie playthroughs. And then I, you know, there was the Spider Man game, and then there was some other stuff that I was like, I really want to play those, and I couldn't because yeah. I had an Xbox, and I was like, ugh. Um. So yeah, anyway, a lot of those games get ported to PC eventually. If yeah, you your PC, Spider Man's on PC now. Uh. So yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, so I mean, Robert doesn't want to be a PC gamer though. He wants. I'm not a PC. Rig. I just like I like no. I just like sitting on a couch. I don't like sitting. Yeah, in he's a chair. couch gamer, which yeah. I respect. I, I like couches much I, more. People, people I'm game a, I'm in a different ways. Yeah. I'm a yeah. console guy too. I'm, right. I'm just never gonna be like competitive enough, even on a mouse and keyboard, for any of those games I would want to yeah, play exactly. on PC. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. I'm uh, terrible at. Robbie, obviously, it's up to you. Um, we can skip the draft given that it's close to your bedtime. I was only going to do three picks this week, but I don't know if y'all even like had anything listed. Let's do it. Obviously, you want to do I'm it real ready. quick? We can do. I'm ready. Ryan, you can come up with three video games. So no, no, it's more. Me. I'm just going to be late for work. We can. We'll only do three. We'll do. A, are, know, are, are we doing video yesterday. game video game franchises or video games? Singular. I was thinking video game singular. Okay. Okay. Best uh, play of all time. Yeah, it was just like, your, yeah. can we? Let's try to keep it to like games that we've actually played because I have a few on my list that I haven't played, and I feel like I'd be kind of cheating if I did it. Yeah. All right. I, I think you got to go off of your games because you can sit there and say what like people will say are the best games of all time. But I think you have to pick your personal list. All right, Ryan. Okay. You're first. I know what Robbie wants, but I'm but I don't care about the game, so I'm just not gonna pick it. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with my first pick is NFL Street. That. That was on my list, son of a. The next, the, it's you got to get game. that one because you knew you knew that game. Connor was going to take that. That was the decision. The other two, I don't think, will potentially could be taken. <laughs> um, but the NFL Street would be yoinked. Um, one of my favorite 
childhood games growing up. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the best sports games that was on those generation of consoles, along with like N- N- NBA Jam and like uh, MLB Slugfest, like the really fun animated sports games. So the whole series is great. Right. NFL yeah. Two, NFL Street Two was really good. Three was mid. Um, I heard one. that phenomenal. Robbie, so. NFL Street. Uh, Two. I'm gonna go off of probably the most successful video game franchise of all time, but picking what I think is specifically the best game of of that streak. I'm gonna go Call of Duty Black Ops Two. That that was the pick I was debating between. Zomb- yeah, Black Ops Two is the best COD I'm an and just by far the best zombies. And zombies uh, is my favorite Call of Duty game mode. And the zombies in that game are by far the best zombies of any of the series. I wasn't into COD. I've never been. A, I've never been. A, I've never been a huge first person yep. shooter. But Black Ops Two Zombies was, was the one Call of Duty that I'd play with Ryan because I actually like Black, Black Ops Two Zombies was worse than Black Ops One Zombies. Let's let's Ooh, be. Let's there's, be that, there's a take. Yeah, hundred percent. I remember Ryan liking also, Black Ops un- One Zombies. Under underrated zombies game is the only like non Treyarch Call of Duty zombies that's worth a damn. Infinite Warfare zombies yeah, goes ridiculously hard. Holy shit! Yeah, we did. It was so much fun. But yeah, I'm gonna um, go. I'm gonna go Call of Duty Black Ops Two. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the widespread appeal. I'm gonna go with the fan favorite GTA Five. Is gonna be my first yeah, pick of the draft. Yeah, great pick. Great pick. It's gotta be it's a great pick. There. I had a homer pick. That's definitely off the beaten path for number one overall. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, wa- I'm waiting for my I'm waiting for my homer pick to come back around because I didn't think you know what pick, you're picking, so. Robbie. Yeah, it's not it's not hard to figure out. <sighs> That's why I thought you would take it number one, but then also you no, knew I, that I knew it would come back around. It. Yeah, <laughs> I knew you were gonna pick it. I know Connor's not gonna pick it, so I'm gonna hmm I. I'm trying to rule some out here. See, I'm a huge, huge Batman Arkham game enthusiast, but I've only played Arkham Knight and half of Arkham Asylum. So I can't, and I've heard that like Arkham City's Sounds. the best one, or Asylum or City's the best one. So I haven't played that fully yet, so I can't make a comment on the Arkham games. I loved Arkham Knight, but I, I can't pick that, I feel like. I don't know, Ryan might pick that one. I'm going to pick the one because I feel like Ryan might pick it. Um, One of my favorite game series of all time, just because I like the whole premise. I'm going Assassin's Creed Black Flag. pick. The pirate edition. Mm, okay. I, I love the fucking two really sea shanties while you go and oh, dip down so like fun. Yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah. I'm bricked up thinking about what it. Should really good, good. what should we do with a drunken What should we do with If they put on Steam like a bundle pack of all the Assassin's oh. Creed games, oh. I would go fucking bananas. Dude, that, no, that, that's why um, I bought the well, Arkham games because on Xbox they had like three, it was like three of them for like nine bucks. It's like, yes. Yes, please. Almost all of the Assassin's Creed games are a part of the like like second tier of PlayStation Plus memberships. By the way, like there you go. pretty much every single one. That's, that's fun. That's hot. That's hot. Robbie, back to you. Robbie, with your second uh, pick. <laughs> right, this is gonna be shocking. Yeah, because I never talk about this game ever. Oh, uh, but I'm gonna go God of War. Uh, so the the first installment of the kind of new series of God of War games, which I think. Most people would probably put that in their top tier of like that Xbox One, PS4 era of games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, great game, great story, start to finish. Ragnarok lived up to it, but I think it's hard to uh, compete with the original. Yeah, um, it's one of the few games I played through multiple times, and I've actually like 100% of everything in the game. But if you've never played it, definitely, definitely worth checking out. Ryan, what do you got? Um, so I have, and I really love the whole series as a whole, but if I had to choose one, it would be Titanfall 2. Oh, yeah. Um, I love cool. Apex. I I love Titanfall. That's probably, it's my favorite first-person shooter in terms of 
you know, the Titanfall 2 campaign was phenomenal. The Titanfall 2 multiplayer is excellent. That was um, one first-person shooter multiplayer that I felt like I could actually play because I'm not good at first-person shooter games, and I was like, I can actually and, play and then, and then it moved into a Battle Royale when all the Battle Royales came out, um, and Apex is still going really strong, and they've done really well with that. Apex is a part of Titanfall? Yes. Yes. It's the, the same. I it's it's Titanfall 2.5. I literally yeah. did not know that. Like, if you look at the guns, it's like the R301. Interesting. They brought back, like, characters that you would know from, like, Titanfall. Like, yeah, Ash is, cool. like, a part of Titanfall. Yeah. Pathfinder, that's the grappling yep. agent in Titanfall. Like, <laughs> yeah. so. So what is your, um, what is your third It pick? was my snake pick. I just because of how much I played it and how much like happiness really, it gave me. I really I'm, thought this was gonna make it back to me and I was gonna be shocked, but I'm I know taking exactly Fortnite. Mm. Uh, I'm taking <laughs> Fortnite as as one of the as one of the yeah. best games yeah. of all time. I mean it's hard um, to argue with I don't think I've ever had fun today. Hard to argue like, with this if beat. you just hop on, play with some buddies, like it's obviously very different, but it's it's a great game. Hard to argue, you know. I I don't think I've ever had more fun playing a game with people than Fortnite, and like I don't think it's even like relatively close. Yeah, I, I see, I see it, I see it. Robbie, what's um, your last pick? I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit of a throwback. Another great series all around, but I'm gonna pick my favorite one of the Mario Kart series, and that being Mario Kart Double Dash. Mm, I, I am oh the GameCube one. that NCAA 14 didn't make it. I I that was that yeah, was that was the my next pick. I still have a third bit. That yeah, this is for pick. Robbie, not you. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. I do love in Subway 14. But I, Mario Kart's a classic. I thought I could get one in there and Double Dash is my favorite one. Throw yeah. Nintendo a bone. We, we have to get a Mario mm-hmm. game in there. We're going to get slaughtered. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, yeah. I didn't pick Smash. Oh, no. <laughs> so, obviously, I've written some down here. Um, just some of the big biggest ones of all time. Red Dead Redemption 2. I've only played a little bit of it, but obviously that goes down as like one of the greatest games. The Last of GTA, Us. Yeah, you can't pick Red Dead. No, no, no. The Last of Us played <laughs> both of them. Uh, and I also haven't played Last of Us. Um, and then one of my favorite games of all time. Fall- I'm not picking this one. Fallout 4. I play, I put so many hours into Fallout 4. I love Fallout 4. I know. And people say that Fallout New Vegas is better, and I've never played that one. So I'm, I'm just. Sh- surely- you should play Fallout New Vegas. It's I need really to play. Cheap. Um, but yeah, but given the fact that people say that one's better, I'm going to leave Paul 4 off my list so I can try to play New Vegas. I'm a huge, huge fan of storytelling games and a huge, huge fan of games where choices affect the entire story. And I thought the premise of that being like the entire game where basically you just make decisions and it's, it plays out kind of like a movie. That's like my favorite kind of thing. So I don't know if y'all played it before, but I'm going to take Detroit Become Human as one of my, uh, one of my mm-hmm. other favorite games of all time. And then it's going to be my number three and final selection. Absolutely love that game. I love those styles of games where you just, the decisions are like the whole game. I love that. Um, so yeah, that's going to be my third and final pick. I mean, other than NCAA 14, is there anything that surprise no one mentioned? Any surprises that nobody mentioned? Another one I would throw out there, uh, Infamous. I don't know if you ever just played Infamous, but it's another one of those games kind of where you kind of like your decisions affect the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the storytelling in those is always excellent as well. It's very unique. Uh, when it came out as well in terms mm-hmm. of combat and the, it was an open world game as well before the like gta 5 and red yeah. came out so that'd be another one i would throw into the ring as kind of an under the radar type of game awesome 
Well, I think for the, the we're gonna we're gonna end it there. We're gonna have our three picks uh, just to make the draft a little shorter because these guys have to head out. So whoever wants to can do the intro and we can finish up. The outro, the outro? you fucking casual. Yeah, I meant the outro. <laughs> Rob, you got it, my guy. Please take it away. <clears throat> we thank you for listening this week on another episode of the Bros and the Burke podcast. For myself and Ryan and Connor, we wish you all a very happy week. And please gamble responsibly.